Hello fellow homebrewers, JP here, and I want to introduce to you the brand new Brewbuilt X1 Conical Series available at More Beer. More Beer sells the highest standard in homebrewing equipment, and the Brewbuilt Conicals are just that. They're made from mere polished 304 stainless steel, and they come with loads of features that you and I have been looking for. They have a full 2-inch bottom dump valve, which will eliminate your clogging issues, while the sturdy base includes four reinforced legs, just like those big pro tanks do. More Beer also carries the Brewbuilt line of options and add-ons like casters, pressure kits, and even external glycol chillers. So you can find out more about the new Brewbuilt X1 Conical Unitanks by going over to morebeer.com for detailed videos on the entire line of Brewbuilt Conicals. You can trust Brewbuilt with your next fermentation, and you can trust More Beer to find the right conical for you. Brewbuilt at morebeer.com. Today's Sunday session is brought to you thanks to the fine folks at More Beer. Visit them right now at morebeer.com. I poured it in my mouth and it just wasn't going down. My first beer was an IPA, the best IPA I've ever drank, mostly because I brewed it. If you have a scale that is good for measuring cocaine, you're probably good for measuring hops on cocaine. You're scaring me. <laughs> I think the information is awesome and the audio sucks. It's some sugary water, throw some yeast in there. And you're going to drink good beer. Yeah, it's, it's going to be good. It's fine. Damn it, man. Oh, my God. From the Brewing Network Studios in Northern California, this is the radio program for home brewers, craft brewers, beer lovers, and beer geeks. It's your only source for live beer radio that brings expert brewers together with well, expert drinkers. This is the radio program with a head on it. This is the session. Welcome to the program, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. We got a great show for you tonight. Happy to be back in the studio. Uh, I had a good weekend, Tasty. Hanging out with my nephew. A little Jay. Little Jay. Little Jay. Little nice. Justin's back in town. And, He's uh, a great kid. Kind of, I saw a picture of him. He's getting older, man. He's 10. So, uh, yeah, his, you know, the hangovers are getting harder on him. <laughs> I see uh, but he's keeping up pretty good, huh? He, he does okay. All right. Uh, took him to a Giants game. That's cool. Oh, that's great. Time. So, had a nice weekend. Uh, happy to be back in the studio, though, uh, because we, we got a really full show. We had a, we had a good show. Uh, two different breweries on the program for you today. We got Riot Beer out of Cape Town, South. South Africa. They're going to be on the on the show a little bit later. It'll be our first South African brewery in all the that years. Sounds, yeah, sounds right. I, yeah. I remember that I used to communicate with some South African home brewers years ago, yeah. and they wanted to do a segment. And I don't know. I felt like they didn't have internet there or something, and I, I never, I never, <laughs> I never booked the show. The drums wouldn't beat that far. Uh, yeah, I was, whatever I was worried about. Yeah. Um, and so now we've got our first uh, South African brewer on tonight uh, in in Riot Beer. Uh, but before that, we're going to be speaking to the boys from King Harbor Brewing out of Redondo Beach, California. I spent some time in Redondo Beach as a kid. It was a nice family that lived across the street from me. They would go fishing there at like every other day. Wow. I'd go fishing off the Redondo Beach Pier. Can you still do that? You can still fish off the Redondo Beach Pier? Absolutely. Yeah. Still allowed? Yeah. Okay. Like things just aren't allowed anymore. You know what I mean? Like you can't go on the beach. You know, walk. don't have a dog on the beach. But you can still fish off the Redondo Pier. 
Yeah, if you're in Hermosa, you can't smoke a cigarette, but uh, if you're in Redondo, you can do anything you want. <laughs> you flick cigarettes at fish in Redondo. That's what it's uh, recommended. It's, <laughs> it's good bait. You, so, you can have a dog on an airplane, but you cannot have one on the beach. That's correct. Huh. <laughs> or on any trail in a national park. Makes perfect uh, sense. Yeah. <laughs> it's logic. Uh, it's, it is, that is logic. Uh, so we've got King Harbor, and uh, interestingly enough, they uh, have brewed a beer uh, along with our old friend Adam Carolla, who's been on the program before. So Adam's going to join us here in a few minutes to talk about uh, Endless Rant IPA <laughs> with the King Harbor guys. Uh, now, if you're, if you're tuned in and you're listening close, you you can come on down to the Hop Grenade and try the beers of King Harbor. We got a few of them on tap, and you can meet the guys. We've got the, uh, both owners and and the brewmaster here in the studio. So we're going to talk about their beer, and you can come try it if you're local. So, uh, like I said, we we got a pretty full show, Tasty. Perfect. Uh, before we get to announcements, I just wanted to just mention really quickly that uh, uh, Tasty and I and, and JP and Doc went to a very nice memorial service very nice, yeah. yesterday for yeah. our uh, our fallen um, uh, uh, co-worker and, and volunteer and co-host and, and brewcaster Lee Shepard uh, from Dr. Homebrew. And it was hosted at Faction Brewing Company, and it was really cool. The It was more for the beer community. I think there's going to be a memorial service for his family yeah, uh, at some other point. But this was for all the homebrewers and the homebrew clubs yeah. and the and the pro brewers and all of us to go out there and just say uh, nice words about him and just kind of share memories. And I just wanted to bring it up quickly because I, I thought it was really nice and it oh, made sure. me think, like, you know, if I kick the bucket, uh, uh, that's a nice thing to do, right? Like, go to a brewery, right? Yeah, at least like half a dozen people show up. Yeah, yeah I was thinking <laughs> at least at least a tiny fraction of who showed up for Lee exactly. would, uh, yeah. like you and Doc. Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> We got some more bad will to spread too. It could get smaller and smaller over time. That's true. It does keep getting worse. Yeah, I wonder. I thought you wanted your memorial held in a strip club. Oh, like, didn't we have true. that conversation? We did. Sounds yeah. right. I'm glad you reminded me of that. Yeah, well, because that's why I, you pay me. The thing is, I was going to put it off on the poor hop grenade, which would be a terrible idea, right? Like, who wants to sit around sad in here? Uh, thank you. I stand corrected. Uh, was, Lee's like, memorial job, was fantastic. Right? But I want everyone to get nice grieve jobs at the, at the strip club. Um, is that's where you're weeping as you get your uh, the tug, right? It's Yeah, it's, it's lubricated by yeah, tears. Yeah, right. It's, to, it, for just a you know, brief description. Uh, but Lee's memorial was... Was much classier than that, and um, just I just wanted to mention it to because I know a lot of our listeners uh, really care about Lee, and they're going to miss him. And I I got up and spoke just very briefly and spoke on behalf of our listeners too. I wanted his family to know uh, how important he was to to you folks who tune in to Doctor Homebrew um, because you know we were talking about how important he was to the Bay Area beer scene, but he also he had listeners all over the world. Yes, and um, it's good that everybody his family got to hear that. Yeah, I also got to hear all these other things. That he, I mean, he, you know, his college people, college friends chimed in. Yeah. Uh, some commercial brewers uh, chimed in. Exactly. Uh, his drinking friends, his homebrew friends. Uh, yeah. This, every element of his life was uh, represented. It was beautiful. And some of the beer from his fridge was yeah. on tap. I had his uh, Russian Imperial Stout um, that, that was uh, it was in his refrigerator when he passed. And so they, they brought out a few of his beers. And it just was really nice. So I wanted to let the listeners know that uh, we did that for Lee. And, um, you know, it, it was a nice experience. 
All right, let me get through a few announcements because we got uh, so much to do today. Uh, the Pleasant Hill Blues and Brews Festival is uh, coming up this weekend, the 15th and 16th. Um, Tasty, are you going to make it the, this year? What do you think? You usually go to this well, one, 15th don't you? 15th and 16th. Oh, it's yeah. this, isn't that this weekend? It's like this Saturday. It's this Friday and Saturday. Um, so Pleasant Hill Blues yeah, and Brews Festival. There, yeah. We've been there uh, for, for several years, and it's, it's a great deal. Um, it's coming up the 15th and 16th, uh, pre-party and concert. And a homebrew contest is on Friday night from 6 to 9 p.m. So that'll be a good time. You can go to bluesandbrewsfestival.com for more information and on how to participate. They got music from uh, The Big Jangle, Greg Wright, Frankie G and The Conviction, uh, Corumpus Room, Gigi Amos, and The Indecision Band. Uh, so that'll all be happening on Saturday. Friday is um, the, the pre-party and the homebrew contest, and then the actual beer festival and the, and the blues on Saturday. So go check it out blues and brews festival.com for your tickets also coming up uh this is a little ways out on august 7th the hop grenade tap room here uh, where we broadcast from is having our second anniversary party already yeah Ooh. i know isn't that quick Amazing. i was telling somebody today is our second anniversary and i stopped in my tracks for a second it seems like just yesterday moscow yeah it's you know tomorrow is the uh to the day Seven twelve uh, fourteen. Oh, right. is the day. So yeah, tomorrow is uh, exactly two years in business. I'm going to celebrate by not coming in. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> I might do the same. Great way to start year three, right? <laughs> do Abs- less than year two. Abs- yeah, you know how we roll, Tasty. Oh, right. I see this. Uh, all right, so we are having it on. Uh, I believe it's a Sunday, August seventh. We're going to have a great time um, doing the same thing we did last year, where we're just you know we save up some good beer, we order a lot more good beer, and we just fill our taps with fantastic beer. No gimmicks. We just serve you the best beer of the year. Our, our cellar, man. Our cellar is just yeah. looking amazing right now. Yeah. And uh, that's all we do. So come on out. Have a good time with us. Uh, save the date. It's August 7th. Um, few things you can do to support the network. Don't forget that Moscow has his original artwork. It's the Hop Life Gear. And you can go to, is it Hop Life Gear? Hop Life Store. Ah, I always get that. HopLifeStore.com. You can also buy it right here at the Hop Grenade. It's got prints and T-shirts. And if you haven't seen it, go give it a look. It's really cool stuff. It's Hops Living Life. Also, you can support us uh, by doing your Amazon shopping, not only in the U.S., but also in the U.K. Just click the Amazon link on our homepage to do your shopping as normal. We get a little piece of the action. It's a great way to support us without spending any extra cash. If you do have extra cash, just sign up and become a member of the BN Army. And uh, that gets you into the More Beer monthly donation giveaway. More Beer, the sponsor of this session and every session that we do gives away $100 every month to the BN Army, and uh, we just do a random drawing for everybody who is entered. The more you donate, the more chances to win. So do that. It's a great way to support us. Keep us alive. Keeps me sane. Okay, it doesn't keep me sane, but it does keep us alive. Um, boy, did my staff fuck me over again this morning, too. Today, before it was this morning for me. It was like 3 o'clock. Uh We'll talk about this all later, Tasty. Okay. Okay. We'll get through it later. Uh, Get all these updates and more over on Twitter and Facebook. Send your show ideas to... Oh, oh, Bevo, right? Yeah. Send your show ideas to Bevo at thebrewingnetwork.com. And send feedback over to feedback at thebrewingnetwork.com. We were going to do a Twitter game today, but then Beardy called in sick. Um, JP's out sick. He's um, He's having a colonoscopy tomorrow. 
Oh. I think he's fine, everybody. Like, no, don't worry. A, yeah, well, I don't know if it's regular. He's got some issue, maybe? Something, but hopefully it's not like the last time yeah. with the thyroid and the whole thing. Well, but he not. has to, like, from, from like, uh, <laughs> 6 p.m. tonight, he's yeah. got to, like, drink a solution. A gallon of this stuff. So, he's, he's already started the solution, so I think it's from, like... He might be in the bathroom right I now. feel like he should call us every 30 minutes and let us know how it's going. Oh, yeah. From, he clearly should. from the bathroom. From the throne, of course. <laughs> we want to hear the, from the, throne. the audio. Uh, so that's right. JP's not. So JP's got a legitimate excuse. I mean, we, who wants any part of that? Have you seen an actual doctor's note? Because he might just be playing the new uh, Pikachu uh, 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 Pokemon, Pokemon game. It's yeah. so new, we can't even say it. If that's the case, I got to give him props for being ballsy enough to throw down colonoscopy as the re- <laughs> yeah. right. Well, he knew you would never question. It. Yeah, I'm it's like, too specific and weird. Who's going to say that? Yeah. Uh, good call. So uh, I do wish him well. He goes in tomorrow morning. The hard part is tonight. That, uh, right? Because they just put you to sleep after. That, yeah, yeah, you go to sleep. Count, count, count backwards from 10. You go 10, 9, and you're done. <laughs> okay, Next perfect. thing you know, the guy, he's waking you up. And, you know, With a little tickle. Like, wow, I feel like I've just been uh, <laughs> <laughs> to the bath, to the sutro bass or something. <laughs> I feel, like I, I feel like I just went to the wrong bachelor party. Um, the Sutro Baths Tasty? That's, that's good old. I think those have not been around for 40 years. <laughs> it's, it's now the ruins off of the San Francisco coast, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, but have yeah. you never been to a party at those ruins? Yeah, yeah those things nearly rocked. That's a good time. Oh, really? Was, oh, yeah. I didn't know. That was pre-everything. Yeah. So uh, we'll be missing JP and Beardy tonight uh, and also the uh, Twitter game because of that. I know everyone's devastated. There's no Twitter game tonight. I'm sure our guests were like, wait a minute. It was in our contract that you would do a Twitter game if we arrived. Tom just slid me a note and said, I need a grieve job. Said, I'm, I'm out. <laughs> All right. So we've got uh, Phil McDaniel in the studio. Phil is the uh, uh, co-owner and, and head brewer. Welcome, Phil. Thank you. Thank you. And then it's Tom, not Tim. Yeah, it's Tom. It's Tom Dunbabin. Right? Dun- did I put Tim? Babin. Did I type Tim? In the email. No, I did not. But you, you introduced... I just changed it now. I, Are you, you sure my email said ta- Tim? In, no, uh, no, no it, you're right. I might have typed it and not copied and pasted it. So. Do I get an extra grieve job for again being called Tim? <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. yeah, absolutely. All right, yeah, B- Bevo hands them out at the end of the show, but you do have to make <laughs> No, I don't. I delegate first. them to the staff, and they do them for you. <laughs> so that's the only thing she delegates. Um all right, so we got Phil and, and Tom in the studio from King Harbor. We've also got their beer on tap, and I believe Adam Carolla is calling in to talk about it. So you guys started doing an, uh, an IPA with Adam. We did, yes. Okay. Uh, how did that even come about? Oh, there's a really good story. Uh, so being huge fans of Corolla and then finding out that one of my uh, childhood friends had a great connection to his former assistant, Jay, uh, we we told him that we could do the beer that he wanted to do, and so... We decided to have Phil bum rush Adam in a parking lot, with okay. a case of King Harbor IPA, and say, "You can have this if you let us brew a beer for you." And uh, <laughs> and after he was pepper sprayed, well, yeah, it started with the mace, then the pepper spray, then a swift kick to the nuts, and uh, you know what? Phil's here and he's alive. And but apparently he really needed a six pack of beer because he was like, "Yeah, all right, I'll take the beer," <laughs> and, then, and then go ahead and do a beer. Yeah, it worked. <laughs> it actually worked. He uh, even cracked one open on the spot there, so uh, there might be a picture floating around of uh, Phil and Adam chugging a few IPAs in the parking lot of a Ralph's. All right, well, I think we have Adam on the line as well. Adam, are you with us? 
I am. We're just learning about how you were bum-rushed in a parking lot to work with these jokers. You know, it shouldn't be called bum-rush because I was rushed, but I'm not the bum. (laughs) Bill's more the bum, and he rushed me. So there there needs to be some clarification. Uh, Phil does look a little bummy. Phil, do me a favor and move over to this chair right here for me, because for some reason your microphone has decided to leave you. Um, so, yeah, move over there so we can hear from you. So, Adam, you, you met these guys in a parking lot, and they said, hey, we really want to brew an IPA for you. You had never met them before? This was really just a random encounter of, of two brewers running at you? Yeah, I I talked. I didn't, I, I was standing out there with uh, my partner, Mike August. He, he told me, like, two years ago, that it costs a kajillion dollars to do a beer. And we were driving out to Irvine to do a show at the uh, Improv, and we both just sort of let it go at that. He got some piece of erroneous information, and uh, probably Stone Cold Steve Austin wanting him not to brew uh, our beer or something. But either way, we were just told uh, it's too expensive. So we said, all right, well, we always wanted to do a beer, but we never never did. And then... uh, at some point, we ran into Phil, and Phil's like, no, nah, we'll do it for you. You can do this. And uh, <laughs> they did a, an amazing job. Well, we didn't run into Phil. He, he accosted us. He accosted. <laughs> you got accosted by Phil. Phil, what is the deal with that? It's not crazy expensive for somebody to, to brew a beer. You just need a partner brewery. Yeah, they, they call it a contract brewing. And um, I think Adam and his uh, team weren't looking at contract brewing. I believe they're looking at building a brewery from the ground up that's so, what it sounds so like right? that that is pretty expensive <laughs> uh, we know that for sure um, cart before the horse but um contract brewing as long as the um two um groups involved are willing to or interested in working together it's a great way to go sure. um we have a bunch of very shiny nice equipment and we'd love to um maximize the capacity so um cranking out some adam corolla beer is a great deal for us so tell me the deal then. Did you guys just say, hey, we just want to put your name on it, don't worry about it? Or, or Adam, did you have some input in this beer? Oh, yeah. I, I'd never, uh, I mean, I'd never want to just put my name on something. I mean, unless it was for money. But, um, <laughs> right, of course. Which, in beer, There's no money in, in beer. In beer, it clearly <laughs> no. isn't. Yeah. So, in which case, yeah, I'm, I'm wide open. If someone's got a bad tool or something, they want me to endorse Sure. Um, no, I I had an idea of a couple of IPAs that I really liked a lot. I can't remember if it was Stone and Pizza Port or something like that, but I had a couple. There's a couple IPAs that I really enjoyed, and so you know I wasn't going to reinvent anything. I just said, look, I really like these IPAs, and they went off and and brewed them up, and you know, basically landed in the middle of these two IPAs that I like. And it, right out of the gate, it was, you know, eight and a half out of ten wow. in terms of what what I was looking for. I, I thought this was going to be a pretty long process of, no, do it this way, no, too far, come back, or something like that. But uh, we got the first round, and it was really good. I just wanted it to finish a little bit differently, so we, we talked about that. We did a second round, and we were we were ready to go. 
Do you know? Have you ever homebrewed or done any of that nonsense? Like, do you know about the beer ingredients, or did you really just kind of describe, you know, a beer and give these examples and go, just, just kind of give me that? Uh, no, I just said, give me, give me that. I have, I have no history in it. I don't, I don't really. I have a sort of build gene and a wrench on gene and a monkey with stuff gene, but yeah. I don't really have a brew or baker. I'm not even a barbecue guy. I just feel like I don't. For some reason, it takes too much time and it's too like I can't make beer better than King Harbor, and I can't make a barbecue better than Doctor Hogley Wogley's Tyler Texas. And so it's like I just let the professionals handle it. But I'll just do something else, make some money, give it to them, and eat their barbecue and drink their beer. Right. Kind of my plan. It's a good philosophy. I do feel like you're becoming like the king of all alcohol, though. Like last time you were on the show, we were doing Mangria, and now you got the IPA. Um, What's next? When's the vodka coming out? Yeah. Well, we were actually talking about doing, like, a hard lemonade or hard cider or something like that. Because, like, geez, you taste like Mike's hard lemonade. It doesn't even taste like lemonade. Like, it's got some <laughs> weird chemical something in it. So, uh, yeah, I was thinking about doing something like that. But for now, we're focusing on the beer. And, and it, it's really come out great. And it's doing great. And people, the, the most important thing is that people really like it, which is yeah. number one for me. And anything, anything that I'm involved with, uh, whether it's a, a TV show or, or podcast or, or beer, or whatever, it's, people have to like it. That's a good call. It's a good philosophy in life, Adam. <laughs> <laughs> You're, well, you know. You, you know, it doesn't, you know, all this stuff is pretty, all this stuff is, uh, you know, this, most of the stuff I endeavor to do is pretty low percentage chances of success. You know, podcasting, right. making documentaries or romantic comedies or comedies or, you know, writing books or all that kind of stuff, Mangria, whatever it is, it's all pretty low percentage stuff in, the, in terms of will it work out. Um, but it's like if if the product's not there, it's, it's zero percent chance of working out. True. And uh, if uh, if it's if it's good, it's still probably not going to work out. But at least <laughs> you have a statistical chance of it working out. I like. I mean, your... I, honestly, that's the way it is with TV shows. Like I've done a ton of good TV shows. It just didn't. They didn't work out. Like I've done it, you know. I I just got done doing Catch a Contractor, and everyone's like, "Oh, we love that show. That show's so good. I watch it show their kids." Like, well, we did three seasons, and now we're done. And they're like, "Oh, we love that show." It's like, that's how it goes. I know it's the worst. Yeah. Well, where were you when I needed season four? I love the show. I like your attitude of forget shooting for the stars. You kind of shoot for the hills. Like, uh, you know, like everything's sort of difficult. And then, but I agree Somebody's with you. Got to shoot. A berm. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but you're right. If that's the, when them them Germans are hiding in the berm. <laughs> Someone's got to keep shooting for the berm, and goddamn it, if it's not going to be Adam Carolla. That's right, <laughs> Phil. You're a fan, and so uh, of Adams, and and then yeah, uh, now you get to to brew a beer with him. You know, tell me about the experience. Um, it's pretty surreal. Um, Kind of knocking stuff uh, off the bucket list as as we go through this uh, King Harbor adventure. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, Jay told me that he was going to arrange a meeting with Adam Carolla at the Rouse, and I think it turned out Jay didn't tell Adam anything, and then I just had to introduce myself, and Adam just looked really confused for a little bit. Right. And then, um, but from then on, it's turned into this really cool um, kind of business relationship where we've been over to his studios, uh, checked out all his race cars, which is pretty awesome, and um, been working with him on a beer. And, and like Adam was saying, it's really cool. He is very involved in the in the flavor profile of the beer. It was us working with Adam to create the beer that he wanted. So great. Um, actually, working with Adam, like I'm going to work to do this rather than being just some random fan that maybe got to meet him at sure. one of his shows has, has been pretty cool. You didn't think it was strange that Tom said you had to go to like the Ralph's parking lot at 9:30 p.m. <laughs> and uh, pretend to be, you know, hey, you forgot your milk, Mister Corolla? No, I, I did think it was strange. Um, luckily, Tom and Will, the other owner, were out of town, so like Phil, you have to do this. Nice. But, um, there's no one else around, <laughs> so I, I was the one who had to do it. But um, yeah. luckily, it all worked out. I would be honored to do it too. I think it is a lot of fun. When you get to collaborate with with another person that you you admire, that you've been a fan of, this is your art brewing the beer. Mm-hmm. So it must be cool to produce something that, that that matches up to Adam's expectations. Yeah, yeah, it's been great. What did he uh, gravitate towards, like hops wise? What was his flavor profile that you guys used? Yeah, so the two the, the two IPAs that Adam was referring to was a uh, piece of port Swamis and a uh, Saint Archer IPA. And those two beers... Oh, that's right. St. Archer. Yeah. Oh, there you yeah. go. Okay. So those two beers are basically... Uh, uh, Swami is classic West Coast with the Sea Hops, the Centennial Cascade, the Pine um, type of IPAs, old school. And then uh, St. Archer is the new school kind of tropical West Coast with the Mosaic, the Citra, all those tropical flavors. So it's kind of interesting that Adam liked two kind of different types of West Coast IPA. So his IPA, Endless Rant, we just blended the two together. Got it. Um, which is which I was happy with because it made a unique IPA. It just it wasn't just another Mosaic Bomb or another um, old school Centennial Cascade IPA. It was a little bit of each. So yeah. there's um, there's Cascade for the old school. There is Azaka, which is one of our favorite new tropical kind of new school hops. And a little bit of Columbus to tie it together. Okay. So it's a, a blend of old school and new school uh, West Coast IPAs. I love that it's super dry. The tropical definitely comes out. Um, I am also glad it's not another mosaic bomb. <laughs> I'm a fan of that hop, actually, but, uh, you know, it, it yeah, has I its place. It. Yeah. And I, I like that it's, it's subtle on this one. I think you guys kind of nailed it. Yeah, it tastes great. Yeah. Cool. Hey, Adam, how do you, you have to – are you, like, not able to drink much of this because of the, uh, the Vinny diet? Oh, Vinny. <laughs> no, I've had uh, uh, Vinny Torter. It's just uh, Howie Mandel's nutritionist guy. Uh, so, you know, honestly, what, what I do, and, and it's, a, it's sort of my overall life gestalt, is I work pretty hard, and then when I'm done working pretty hard, I enjoy myself. Like, I'm not one of these people that is punishing myself on the weekends you know i work a lot of weekends i work a a lot of jobs but when i'm done working and i'm done skipping my rope and i'm done taking my kids and dog for a walk i I reward myself with a beer like i've always i've always said like i've always said look the the reason i'm never going to turn into a full-blown alcoholic is because i enjoy it too much you know (laughs) right i just i 
I really, I really, I mean, it's the same thing I do with a lot of stuff I like. It's just, it's just, I need it out. I ration it out. So it's, it's not something that turns into something. So then you never have to stop because, you know, you're built, you're basically, we're all okay with having a piece of pie a couple times a week and having a few beers and even having a couple cigarettes. Like, we're all right with a couple or a few or a couple or one or two, but we're not okay with doing it at 8 a.m. on Monday. And so, right. Speak for yourself. If you really, and, and also, by the way, you know, also, it, it all kind of loses its meaning. Like, if you don't sort of wait for the reward part of life, like, if you, if you, if you live in a, in a, you know, it's why I always say that, like, winning the lottery be just the worst thing that could ever happen to me or anybody I know. <laughs> and I never wish it for, for my kids because you just lose all gravity. Like, yeah. You've got to have a gravitational pull in life. But, um, yeah, for me, I definitely like working hard and then just cracking that endless rant at the end of the day and turning on my sports center and just reward myself i love your life's philosophy it's a good idea it's it's you know akin to the everything it's not even everything in moderation it's like you are having spikes of, of probably too much beer and probably too much work and, and probably everything um but you still you can't just stay on the constant high it's impossible uh well it's possible i suppose but then, <laughs> but it loses meaning but then you're on celebrity rehab and you're gone um that's right you know that's just how it goes all right, Adam. I know you're busy. Yeah, man. it loses its meaning. It, it loses its it meaning. Exactly. You don't enjoy that, like you say, uh, hard work uh, for a day, and then crack the IPA. It tastes that much better. Uh, if you've been having the yeah. IPA since 8 a.m., well, now you're just drunk. And uh, right. who wants that? <laughs> well, I'm glad you're brewing a beer with these guys. The, the beer tastes fantastic. Where can, where can people purchase the beer right now, and what's the plan, guys? Is it just at King Harbor? Well, I know... I know, yeah, you can go online to CorollaDrinks.com and find out where you can get it and where it might be near you. But I'm not sure what the immediate plan is, but maybe Phil knows. Okay. Phil, any idea? Um, I thought Adam knew. <laughs> I, I thought former assistant Jay knew. <laughs> saw this coming. It's, it's in the works. It probably does. Now you know yeah, why it was so geez. cheap to brew with these guys, Adam. Yeah. <laughs> no fucking clue. What they're doing. Uh, I think we drank it all, right? Another Ralph's meetup is in order. Yeah. <laughs> Go to Corolla Drinks. Yeah, I hear Tim Allen's going to be at the Ralph's out in Phil, get on it. I'm on it. Phil's going to lurk out there. Yeah. Just waiting. Uh, all right. CorollaDrinks.com. You can get some information there. And so, But as of now, guys, it's not available at the brewery even. You tell me uh, it is sometimes, it's, right? It's available at the brewery and limited. Okay. Uh, when we do a fresh batch, we'll have a keg on tap. We'll have some of the bottles for sale. Cool. Um, but most of it goes through Corolla Drinks for distribution right now. Got it. So uh, CorollaDrinks.com is where you can find where, where you can get it close to you. But uh, if you're near King Harbor Brewing Company, Redondo Beach, L.A., Orange County area, yeah. um, just pay attention to our social media. We always throw it up when we're going to tap something. Okay. Great. Adam, congratulations on making a great beer with these guys, and thanks for being on the show. Thanks. Thanks so much. All right. Talk soon. Take care. Let us know when you make that next drink. 
He's going to do that. Oh, yeah. He's He's writing it down right now. He's making a note. He's like, oh, hang on. Put me on hold. I'll get your cell phone number. Uh, all right. Well, that's fun. Um, uh, the beer really is very nice. And then we've got some other beers on tap from you guys tonight, too. What else did you bring us? Uh, we brought. Uh, we have five beers on tap tonight. Um, we have the King Harbor IPA. Uh, we have the Coconut IPA, which is our our uh, core IPA with a ton of toasted coconut. Really? Uh, it, Tell me about that beer. Tell me more about where that goes in the process and who came up with the Coconut IPA. So who came up with it? Uh, you know, like all the beers at King Harbor, we all try to put in a little, uh, you know, a little input. Um, Good. Generally, it's after having a lot of beers and then waking up the next day and trying to figure out what the hell we talked about. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> but, you know, our, our, the, the King Harbor IPA, our, our core IPA, is a ton of tropical fruit character from the hops. It is a hoppy juice bomb from the El Dorado and the Azaka. Um, a lot of pineapple, mango, cherry. And so when we were thinking of fun things to do with that beer for the tasting room, um, coconut kind of went well with it because we're big fans of Mai Tais. If we're not drinking beer, we're probably drinking a Mai Tai. Really? I don't think I've ever heard brewers come in and say that, that that's their other go-to. Well, well maybe it's just mine. I don't know. Yeah. 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 Tom, Tom said that. I didn't say that. I, mean, I like Phil my said ties, that. too. I'm just saying, I never heard of it go like, yeah, if I'm not drinking beer, I'm drinking eight gallons of rum with a little juice in it. Yeah. Or <laughs> that's when uh, they don't have Midori. Yeah. <laughs> right. Well, yeah, Midori first, Mai Tai second. Right. Okay. Yeah. Uh, um, so the, the coconut just went really well with the flavor profile of the hops that are in that beer. So... Uh, we have a, a chef down the street asked her to toast up some. We did a small batch, and it, it came out awesome. But, uh, yeah, I'll let Phil talk about um, kind of the technical side of where the coconut goes in and why and all that fun stuff. So it's um, completely finished uh, King Harbor IPA just before carbonating. Um, clarified as well. So clarified, finished, chilled. And um, we get, for 30 barrels of beer, we do 100 pounds of, to- of coconut. Wow. Um, fresh coconut, unsweetened. Um, we have, uh, like Tom said, a local chef that has a catering kitchen. She, um, toasts it, does a really nice, like even just light brown toast on it. Nice. And, um, we get it over in about a half hour, throw it in the tank and then transfer over 30 barrels of, um, IPA onto it. And, oh, then, I see. and then it's uh, a week on the coconut. Okay. And, um, that's, that's what we do. Wow. That sounds nice already. Uh, I've been to, uh, Maui Brewing Company, when they're toasting their coconut, too, mm-hmm. it smells amazing. It's such like a you want it in beer. Like You it's walk delicious. in there and you just go, ah. Oh. We eat it by the handfuls. <laughs> yeah. Oh, do you? Yeah. yeah. You're when, like, oh, a little bit for the tank. Yeah. Oh, we spilled that on accident. <laughs> yeah. right. you, you, you can tell a, a coconut IPA day because at the end of the day, no one can talk because our mouths are so dried out <laughs> from eating handfuls of toasted coconut. Right. So when Phil says 100... Pounds go in, I would but, say maybe 95. Okay, yeah. The other five, we're just gorging ourselves <laughs> A on. good five to the brewers. Yeah. What's that like in the tank afterward when you, you know, uh, rack we, off? We put it in mesh bags. Okay. So, um, yeah, so it, Not bad. It, it actually, the system is great. I'm really happy with it. It's efficient. Um, it's quick. So we do the mesh bags. It takes about 10 giant mesh bags for the coconut. We transfer the beer out from the bottom of the cone. We don't even use the racking port. So the beer needs to, like, literally go through the coconut as, like, a coconut filter. And it just rinses out all that last bit of coconut flavors into the bright and then carbonate in the bright. So we get we literally get all the coconut flavor out of that coconut. 
and then it's just open the man way up and pull out the giant bags. Not so bad. It's, it's really easy. Um, okay. Usually, when you get into you know a little more um, non-traditional ingredients, it, it can get a little crazy. Um, working at the brewery, some of the the processes we went through were, were a nightmare. But this one is is really smooth. That's why we're making so much of it. It's, okay. It's a really efficient process for it. it we're using natural ingredients. It's um, just great and popular at the brewery i imagine yeah 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 this was another beer that started off as just a little five gallon batch uh people had it loved it started talking about it took some to a festival just kept growing growing accounts started calling for it and then bottle shops wanted it so now we put it in bombers uh and draft and we've been doing big bottle runs every month and we almost can't keep the draft in stock so wow we're starting to do about two batches of this, uh, two production batches every month. So Excellent. Yeah. It's been a really fun beer to watch it grow. Sure. What size system do you guys have? 15-barrel uh, brew house. Yeah. And then uh, six 30-barrel fermenters right now. Okay. Yep. And, Phil, you're no slouch in the brewing industry. You've been at Stone. You've been at the brewery. Uh, you've been at a couple others, too, right? Uh, you went to Siebel? I went to Siebel. Um, I was um, at Bootleggers in uh in Orange County for a little bit. Okay. And then, then went to Siebel and um, got the opportunity to go to Stone, but Stone on the ground level. So that was a, a great learning process for me, working my way up throughout Stone. Yeah. And um, basically got to see every step of the process and ended up um, um, just running the brew house, which is also a really cool thing to do. And um, then got the opportunity to go to the, the brewery as their lead brewer. So, um Worked really closely. I don't know if you know Tyler King, sure. but um, Tyler and Patrick worked really closely with them and did the whole brewery thing for two years, which was quite an adventure. Yeah, it, that's, was, it was awesome. It was, they're like a brewmaster incubator right? at the brewery, right? Like, <laughs> oh, uh, yeah, and Jay. We were over at Jay's place uh, earlier today. And, Jay Goodwin uh, from the Rare Barrel. Yeah, yeah, so you guys know Jay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was, that was great. I mean, I was extremely happy at that company. It was, it was a lot of fun. Great. Well, I'm happy to see you out on your own with this venture. And there's, what, uh, three of you partners or more? Yeah. What do you got going on? Yeah, yeah there's three of us that, that you know, wrote the business plan together, came up with the ideas uh, that run it, all of equal say in the beers we're going to do. Um, generally, it's Will, the third guy. He and I kind of pestering Phil to do some wacky stuff and uh, Phil dialing it in and making it drinkable and, uh, you know, having his input as well. But uh uh, Will had to stay back for this trip. Okay. He, uh, yeah, Someone's got to work. He's a little too important to take on the road. Okay. You know, if we lose him, we're kind of screwed. But uh, have to go in different airplanes. And... Yeah, exactly. It's, uh, it's a nightmare. They yeah. um, can't all go down together, yeah. is that Exactly, it? yeah. You know? <laughs> He's too important, you know? Yeah, he, he can't lose him. Because he, he knows where, the, where all the money's stashed. Ah, yeah, that's pretty important. In the banana stand. Yeah. yeah. There's always money in the banana stand. <laughs> Wait a minute. Right. He keeps it in the banana stand. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so, yeah, Will, unfortunately, hopefully he's listening, but I'm sure he's doing other things right now. Sure. Uh, but, yeah, so uh, Will handles kind of the finance side. I okay. do a lot of our sales and distribution. Uh, Phil runs everything on the brew floor and in, in the brewery. And, uh, yeah, so the three of us kind of put our heads together and, and do what, uh, what King Harbor does. And uh, it's a lot of fun. It's, you know, we all have unique ideas and unique backgrounds and, and create different uh, – Different outcomes. Were you all from the Redondo Beach area, or did you choose that because it seemed like it needed a brewery? Uh, I'm from Hermosa Beach. I don't know if, uh, if anyone listening is familiar with the area. Hermosa Beach, Manhattan Beach, Redondo Beach, all kind of the, the South Bay there. So I grew up about a mile and a half from where the brewery is, and okay. my wife and our daughter still live uh, on the same block I grew up on. Um, cool. So 
I met Will through our now wives playing volleyball together. This is such the like South Bay, Los Angeles beach story. <laughs> it really is so yeah. far. <laughs> playing volleyball on the beach. <laughs> drinking yeah. a Miller Lite. We're like, man, screw this. Let's start a brewery. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Yeah. So we, uh, we kidnapped Phil. And we're like, Phil, make beer. <laughs> Who was a lifeguard yeah. at the time. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly. Bronze lifeguard. He was, he was saving a drowning family. Yeah. He looked yeah. up and he's like, man, do I need a good craft beer right now? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah it's, it. it's the Hollywood version of craft beer. Of course. <laughs> but, but yeah, so Will and I met, we, we started talking. He had actually been working on a brewery project in Florida where he's from, and he had since moved out to the South Bay. And we were both interested in same ideas about beer. We wanted to do it in the South Bay. Um, and so we met Phil. Uh, you know, we put an ad out online. Um, I think it was Match.com. Uh, <laughs> yeah. You know, uh, as you would. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's all about love. For sure. It is about love. <laughs> and, it, and it's true love. It is. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. And so, so, yeah, being from the area, seeing what the area could do, and then also seeing how the area was taking the breweries popping up. You know, some of our favorite breweries, Smog City, Monkish, El Segundo, uh, were opening up, and, and people were going nuts for them. And, uh you know, we wanted to do, we had ideas on beer that were a little different. And, uh, and Phil had the same ideas. We all kind of thought, you know, these are amazing beers, but we want to do this. And, uh, we think the South Bay would be a great space to do it. So just so happened we were there. And, uh, and Phil grew up not far down the street. Um, you know, born and raised in LA. So we were all, you know, basically from, from the area. Okay. Well, the beers are tasting great. Thank you for bringing them in. Uh, folks, you can go to kingharborbrewing.com and check out more information. They got a great website over there. Uh, you do have to be 21 or older, I noticed, to enter. It's a whole thing now. How, how do you get in if you're not? Like, what if you just want to read? Well, first of all, um, they trust everyone, to be honest. And, oh, it's the honor system? And check the 21 and older box. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> as seems to be the standard in the industry. You don't have to run your ID through the scanner or nothing like that? No. Oh, okay. Nothing. Our uh, our guest, la- our last show... Um, Theirs was confusing, like what to click, and I thought I was clicking that I was over 21, but clearly I wasn't, because every time I clicked enter, it took me to SesameStreet.com. <laughs> like, that's their, that was their default if you're under 21. And I, and I almost walked out and told them, like, hey, I think someone hacked your site, because every time, because I'm slow, and I realized it just was backwards. Someone hacked your brain. Yes, yeah. hacked my brain. Yeah. They wanted uh, to show a 10-year-old wouldn't know what to do. And, and you. And, and me. Exactly. Uh, so go to kingharborbrewing.com. You'll figure it out. There's a, a very clear box to, to check, and you can learn more about it. The beers are really tasting great. Um, thanks for being in here, guys. Definitely. Thank you for having us. I think it's exciting that you're brewing something uh, with, with Adam Carolla. The IPA tastes great, so I encourage people to, to look for that and check it out. I, I'm going to go ahead and just give my endorsement here that says this is, this is not a gimmick. This is a real beer. This is a good IPA. And you, you know what I mean? Like Sometimes that happens. Like uh, In fact, I've even done interviews where it was... It was a gimmick. Slap your name on something. This is a fantastic IPA. Good job, Phil. So, Thank you. Yeah, you guys should check it out. Uh, and then we've got their beer on tap. So they're going to hang out here at the Hop Grenade uh, for a little while, talk to our, our guests and our patrons. And if you're in the area, you should come by and check it out. We'll probably also have the beer on tap for a few days. So come on by the Hop Grenade if you want to check it out. Uh, so thank you so much, gentlemen, for being in here. Thanks, guys. Thanks. All right, we're going to the bar. Yeah, oh, yeah. hit that bar. All right, here's what we're going to do. We're going to take ourselves a, a quick break. And uh, when we come back, we're going to be talking to our uh, very first South African uh, brewer guest on the show, Riot Beer. So give us just a couple minutes and we'll be back with Riot Beer. Hang in there. It's the session.
listening to the Brewcasters. Brewcasters on the Brewing Network. The 21st Amendment. Watch out! Do you like beer? They make beer. Watch out! Do you like friends and fun? They make friends and fun. Watch out! Do you still like to have a good time? First Amendment. Watch out! The 21st Amendment in San Francisco, located at 563 2nd Street, two blocks from the building where baseball is seen and played. Try their beers in the pub or try them in the can, featuring Monk's Blood. Made with real monk. Watch out! So why not have the best time of your life? Go to the 21A and Sean O'Sullivan will personally greet you with a can of Monk's Blood. The 21st Amendment. Watch out! This advertisement is not in any way affiliated nor associated with the 21st Amendment Bar and Pub, nor its subsidiaries or affiliates. This telecast is not copywritten by the 21st Amendment for the private use of the Brewing Network. Any use of this telecast without Jamil Zanishev's consent is prohibited. Suck it, JP. Brewing Great Beer is a process of continuous learning, and the best books on every aspect of brewing can be found at Brewers Publications, with more than 50 awesome titles like Modern Homebrew Recipes by Gordon Strong, Designing Great Beers, The Ultimate Guide to Brewing Classic Beer Styles by Ray Daniels, American Sour Beers, Innovative Techniques for Mixed Fermentations by Michael Tonsmeyer, For the Love of Hops, The Practical Guide to Aroma, Bitterness, and the Culture of Hops by Stan Hieronymus and Radical Brewing Recipes, Tales, and World Altering Meditations in a Glass by Randy Mosher, plus many, many more. These are the books and the authors with the knowledge to push your brewing farther than you thought possible. And you'll find them all at fine homebrew and book retailers everywhere. And visit the website at BrewersPublications.com. Brewers Publications, all the best on beer and brewing. Since the first time the Brewing Network microphones turned on, More Beer was behind it. More Beer sponsors the programming on the BN because, like you, they love brewing. And like the Brewing Network, they love sharing their knowledge. MoreBeer.com isn't just a website to place your next equipment or ingredient order. MoreBeer.com also gives you access to free beer information that will make you a better brewer. Go to MoreBeer.com and click into the Learning Center. You'll find podcasts, technical facts, video tutorials, and more, including access to The Buzz, More Beer's social network of more than 5,000 members. And some of them might even be crazier about beer than you are. Get over to morebeer.com today and take advantage of the buzz, the forum, the learning center, and make sure you're signed up to receive the newest More Beer catalog. More Beer, bringing you absolutely everything for beer making. Marin Brewing Company in Northern California has been making award-winning beers for more than 25 freaking years. Today, I want to tell you about their new 12-ounce cans of Mount Tam Pale Ale. The good stuff, Mount Tam is bright gold, 5.5% ABV to keep you feeling good, and has been winning awards since 1989. If you're visiting the Bay Area, get your butt out to Marin Brewing Company. They pour tasty beers and serve great food every day until midnight. Come in for a tour, stay for the food, and pick up 
a six-pack of cans of Mount Camp Pale Ale to enjoy at home, camping, biking, or whatever the hell you do. Owner Brandon Moylan has this to say about Marin Brewing Beers. It's freaking awesome. Marin Brewing has won more than 100 gold medals in international competitions. Check out MarinBrewing.com for all their award-winning beers, food, and merch. Marin Brewing Company in Larkspur, California. Award-winning taste, refreshing finish. It's freaking awesome. are back. It ain't 401 beer. Whatever. Welcome back to the program. Thanks so much for sticking with us and uh, to King Harbor uh, for being on the show. Adam Carolla and their new uh, IPA, Endless Rant IPA. Great name, obviously. Uh, for an Adam Carolla beer. I also want to remind you uh, not to forget about our good friends over at Great Fermentations. Yeah, that's right. A wonderful sponsor of ours, greatfermentations.com. They're giving away free yeast for a year right now. All you have to do uh, is enter and uh, provide your name and a valid email address. The lucky winner will be randomly selected on uh, July 16th. So it's coming up quick here, folks. Um, like them on Facebook at uh, Great Fermentations, and that's GR8 Fermentation, uh, to be notified of more uh, d- uh, you know deals like this in the future. But uh, you can find them on Instagram and Twitter, uh, same thing, GR8 Fermentation, or online at GreatFermentations.com. And the deal is uh, they're going to draw a winner, and uh, basically you're going to receive two packs of yeast per month for an entire year. So that's pretty cool. That's a lot of beers. Right? That's like how Doc used I mean, to brew. You know, oh, yeah. Two packs a month kind of brewing. Oh, at least two packs a month. Are you kidding me? Back in the day. Yeah. Well, when, you, when you're pitching large. Yeah. <laughs> and you need that. <laughs> you need that. Yeah. So check out our good friends over at Great Fermentation, uh, fermentations.com, and, um, you know, support them for supporting us. Plus, give, your, give yourself a chance to win some free yeast. All right. As I mentioned, uh, we've got our first uh, South African brewery on the program today, which I'm really excited about. We have uh, Mark Forey. Mark, am I saying your name right? Yeah. How's it? It's, hey, hi. Hi, Justin. How's it going? It's going it's, great. Uh, Thanks for being on the program. No, it's a pleasure. It's an absolute pleasure. Thanks for having us. So you're from the brewery, uh, which is Riot Beer, um, from Cape Town, South Africa. Do I have that right? Yeah, that's that. That's correct. We, um, If you're hearing a little bit of background noise, we're getting battered by a storm right now. So, really? um, yeah, we brew on the southern tip of, of, of Africa. Uh, it's a little place called Cape Town. And uh, we're in a, in a little neighborhood called Wood, Woodstock, which is um, a brewing hub of, of Cape Town. Um, there's like five breweries in, in a very small space. And, uh, oh, that's cool. Yeah, we're trying to make some good beer. So you're already perpetuating my stereotype of, of South Africa. Like I, that's how I see it. It's like either beautiful sunshine, the most amazing place to be, or the worst, most terrifying storm I could ever <laughs> be in. That's how I picture the place. Um, yes, yeah, something like that. I mean, it gets its name, the Cape, uh, the Cape of Storms, for, for a reason. Sure. And it definitely put down many, a, many an old ship in the old days. But... Um, yeah, it, it's, it's, you know, so, so winter can be a bit of both, you know, you get these, uh, amazing storms that roll through, but you know, the weekend that just passed, we had absolutely beautiful 24 degree days, uh, on Saturday and Sunday. So it's, it's a real combination. Okay. So you say it's a bit of a brewing hub there. Uh, how, how long has riot beer been open? 
Uh, we opened our doors for for business uh, in October 2014. It feels like um, it feels like two decades ago, let alone two years ago. <laughs> I bet. Man. Um, <laughs> so it's it's been a um, you know as as I think that you know that that part of the story of, of opening a brewery is always the same, no matter where you go. It's it's pretty hard in the first year. Um, it's pretty grueling, and try and get your try and find your feet in the market and try and find your feet in your own breweries is quite challenging. So yeah, yeah, we've been going since October 2014, and uh, but but setting up for about six to nine months before that. Okay, uh, we have you know one of the, one of the issues that we have in, in in South Africa right now in respect of of new nano and microbreweries opening up is is around licensing you know and having the right building to be able to house your your, your business in and house your brewery in and uh, there's there's a bit of red tape bit of bureaucracy you know we we have a bunch of rules that, that other countries don't have, and then and we just got to work around it. You know, can you, if you so, want to make beer? You got to work around it. So, get, I wonder if you can give any examples of that because when you say red tape and and bureaucracy, honestly, that's the world over. Every brewery we've ever interviewed, and and it's different by state and it's different by mm. county here in the U.S. But I wonder, you kind of make it sound like maybe there's some other standout things that uh, are particularly difficult. Yeah, I mean, it, it's. I, th- I think you know. Obviously, having done done more of my my research on brewery work in in the UK because I, I used to live in London before I, I moved back to my hometown of Cape Town. Okay. Um, you know, I th- you know there the uh, licensing laws are a little bit different, and I guess I wasn't prepared. It's very much attached to your building here. It's it's very difficult to move that license once you've you've received it and attached it to the building that you're actually operating out of. Okay. Um, but I mean, look, I think you know the. Um, I think also the the, the uh, engine room in South Africa uh, that processes such such uh, licenses and, and 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 things like that of of a, a administrative nature. It took you know the engine room is a bit slower, and uh, we you know we've if you've got to get back onto African time. So you know we're trying to we. It's very constrictive for the new brewer because you have to wait quite quite some time to go through all the different sort of departments in order to get the the right licensing and and, and the right sort of certification in order to start to start going. And what um, are they concerned about? Is it is it like health department type things? Are you part of the food you know licensing? Yeah, yeah. yeah there's there's obviously the main the main sort of liquor license, which is obviously your on on and off consumption uh, microbrewing license. But then there's also um, you know labeling uh, sort of permission that have to be granted uh, yeah. from the Depart- of a- Department of Agriculture. Um, then obviously you have, to, you have to register with your, your exercise paying uh, authority, which is SARS, South African Revenue Service here in South Africa. So there, there's a bunch of, a bunch of uh, sort of administrative stuff that has to be achieved before you can actually get going. And yeah, quite a challenge. That was, that was a real challenge and something that I think, or well, I hope one day when we get some sort of a union that can actually represent craft brewing in South Africa, ah. um, and and that's that's on the checkbox. It's on the list of, of things to be done. That's for sure. Um, hopefully, one day we can sort of streamline that, and, and maybe just a little bit more communication about how these things work. I think is going to be of great benefit to the these sort of upstarts that are coming through. So, what about the other breweries that you know? The five of you, the five or six of you. Uh, what's the oldest one, for example? Is this all relatively new, or has craft beer been around for a while? No, craft beer is actually, um, you know, some of the pioneers have been around for sort of 30 years. Oh, great. Um, you know, okay. so there's been, obviously it started very slowly. Um, you know, I think I, I think our first craft was 83, 1983. And then I know that uh, my friend Chris started Boston Breweries in, in the 2000s. And he sort of paved the way for a bunch of other guys to follow afterwards. And, um, and I think, you know, with the new wave of craft that has come through, some of the guys forget about these, you know, these other breweries that started before and, and did the hard yards, you know, up front. And, um, 
but but yeah, we sort of got, a, I guess, sort of two, three waves that have happened. The very, very pioneering guys that started first, and then a bunch of breweries that come through from sort of 2007, 2008 onwards. Okay. And then I guess I guess breweries that started around the same time as, as us, as Right Beer, sort of 2013, 14, um, that's sort of wave two, wave three. And then, yeah, I've got a bunch of new guys starting too. So, you know, yeah. uh, last count, about 180 breweries throughout South Africa. Wow. Okay. What's the yeah. population of, of Cape Town? Do you know roughly? Population of Cape Town. We've got quite a big suburban area that surrounds the sort of small, smaller CBD. Okay. I, I live right in the CBD. Our brewery is in the sort of next suburb on from the CBD, so we're very much connected to to the city. Okay. Um, and and when I was talking about the five six breweries, that's that's actually in our little our little sort of next suburb on from Cape Town, I which see. is called Woodstock. Okay. Got it. Yeah. So so some of my neighbours are, for example. Uh, Devil's Peak, Gallo Hills. Um, Devil's Peak's fairly well-established brewery here in, in South Africa and Cape Town make great beer. Um, same for Gallo Hills, great, make great IPA. Uh, our friends down the road, Drifter Brewing Company. That's a, actually uh, Nick used to him and I are good good buddies and good good partners. And, and we used to work together in, in my brewery before we started his brewery. And you know, I think that's there's a lot of uh, you know a lot of good camaraderie still going on uh, amongst the guys at Woodstock. We've also got a another brewery called Woodstock Brewery. Um, so, yeah, a bunch of guys in the same area, and, and we lean on each other. You know, we, we help each other out when we need it to, which is great. Excellent. So, you know, here in the U.S., and I, I think a lot of places, uh, so I'm guessing the answer is, is similar. You know, craft beer starts kind of with homebrewers. And I remember back in, it was about 06 or 07 when we start. you know, we started the, the BN in 05, and I remember getting emails from a few South African homebrewers, like really early on. Um, they were stoked because we were giving information, right? Like they could tune oh, in. Yeah. And we yeah, were like giving you. But I remember them talking about the homebrew scene being really cool and, and kind of growing up. And I'm, uh, so yeah. is that what's fueling also the, the craft beer in South Africa as well? I think 100%. I, 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 and just as an aside, I'd love to see who those who those emails are for. I bet you a couple of them have got their own breweries now. <laughs> oh, I would love um, that. That would be cool. <laughs> Yeah, the, I think yeah, I think I think it's the nucleus. I think it's the engine room. Um, you know, we even at Riot Beer, we're massive massive fans of homebrewing. I mean, I, I started. I'm not. I wasn't like the most prestigious homebrewer in in the UK. I, I did brews and I enjoyed the process. And, and and when I got the chance to go commercial, we did. But I think it's the engine room. I think that you can't have a craft market without keen and active homebrewers. You know, okay. operating in their in their kitchens, making a little small batch. Test brews and, and and all sorts of crazy brews, and we just had a we had a cool cool event on the on the weekend in Cape Town. It's called Beer Boot Camp, and it's all about education and, and trying to improve improve our our, our overall brewing uh, prowess, I guess, here in South Africa. And and one of the you know one of the things I noted was there was a bunch of homebrewers there. You know, as well as commercial guys, there was there was a bunch of homebrewers there, and and um, and and you know, yeah, I mean, it, I think it's incredibly important, and and. Um, the more we get involved, the better. And there's, you know, the, the equipment that is coming now into South Africa and some of the only equipment that the guys are producing is getting better. They're getting way more astute. Um, and, and the homebrewing competitions are producing better and better beers. And I, and I think this is where it is. So and that, and, and, and it, it's, it's also the place where experiment, experimenting is happening more than, than anywhere else in South Africa in terms of, of crazy beers. Beautiful. 
So, yeah. so that kind of leads me to my next question then, and you're, you're even alluding to this, like new equipment coming in and things like that. And so yeah. for the, for the pro brewer, and then if you have any experience for, with the home brewer, I, I would like that answer too. Um, what are, what's ing- getting ingredients like in, in South Africa? Every country we talk to seems to be a little bit different. Um, yeah, I mean, firstly, uh, I, we're using the word pro brewer. I'd, I'd hesitate to go there. <laughs> we're, still, <laughs> well, we're still very much learning, especially at Right Beer. I mean, we, okay. you know, our, our, our sort of philosophy is trial and error. I love your honesty. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. There's no uh, official training had been done for anyone that brews at Right Beer. So, oh, is that right? Brewer, yeah, we're, we're, we're very much, um, you know, home brewers that have gone into commercial and, and, and done a bunch of trial and error and figured out how to make beer. Awesome. Um, you know, it, it's, it's nothing more than that. So, yeah, but I mean, obviously, you know, it, it depends on how much you put into it. Uh, but yeah, raw materials is a, is a, is a bit of a bugger. Uh, okay. It's a bit of an ass. Um, you know, we, uh, I'm not going to punt my other sister company, but um, obviously we've got a, a business called Africa Hops and we bring in international hops uh, via our, our, our partners, Bathhouse and, and Simply Hops. And did that um, come before um, the right beer? Kind of naturally set up because I, I got back here, I, I tried to get some hops that I wanted and I couldn't get it. And I was like, well, this is a bit shit, eh? I mean, like, yeah. you know, you're, you're, killing my, you're killing my creativity here. So anyway, so I started looking at options of getting the hops here and then a couple of my buddies were brewing here and they were going, well, if you're going to get those hops, get me some of those hops. And I was like, okay, well, maybe there's something here. So, um, you part of, you know, wait, and you said simply, is that, is Phil simply hops too? Is that Phil Lowry over there? Yeah. It is Phil. Phil Lowry. Yeah. Okay, yeah, good. Excellent. So, so Phil is a, is a, is, 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 I guess my sales representative out of, out of Europe in terms of uh, our product that we get from there, but also he's my buddy, man. And, uh, yeah, we have a good time. He's come to Cape Town, uh, once now before, and he's, he's coming again next year, I believe. Um, I want to come and, party with uh, you guys in Cape Town. I like come down, man. We're having, we're going to have like a, a big hop school in, in sort of January, February next year. Pull in. I would love that. Well, I might skip the school because, uh, you know, I'm, I'm really lazy. He's not a and learner. It, it probably starts at like 9 a.m. But, uh, <laughs> hey, I'll be there for lunch and the after party. The school involves a bunch of beer, right? Oh, okay, okay. I'm in. I'm in. I'm in. <laughs> cool, you're invited. So you put together then this kind of uh, you, you teamed up to get hops to South Africa, basically. Yeah, I mean okay. that came out of frustration. It came out of frustration of not being able to get exactly what I wanted, but more than that, not being able to get the client service I wanted out of out of my you know of, of trying to actually put orders in and forward contracts and actually trying to run my my brewery in a professional way. And so I kind of brought a little bit of that European thinking back and sort of you know having spoken to brewers and, 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 and homebrew shops who, who we're massive fans of. I mean, we're big supporters of the homebrew shops and often, you know, some of the weird and wonderful hops they want is, is really difficult to come by, but we want to get it anyway because we want guys to explore and we want guys to and, and, and the many female brewers that we have in the country too, we want, we want you know, we want brewers getting out there and, and making crazy beers and, and experimenting with raw materials, but it's a problem. I mean, okay. we're very far removed from the rest of the world. You know, we're, we're at the southern tip of Africa and to get product here is expensive. And now with our sort of slightly, well, I say slightly, um, our, our tanked rand or our, our currency for this year. Uh, thank God for Brexit because that strengthened us. Oh, did it really? <laughs> That's good. Okay. Yeah. So, and, and that rising cost of raw materials will be a little bit stifling in terms of creativity, I think. So, wait, and you're going to have to just forgive my ignorance, which I probably have to say at least once in an interview. Um, but it's a major port down there right so it, it it's just that it's not that you don't have the capacity to to get uh, ingredients it's just that it's so far away 
It, it is far away, but it is a major port. I mean, there's a lot of a lot of trade coming around uh, the southern tip of Africa, going to the east. So there, there is a there is a port there. Um, that the shipping cost isn't exactly uh, now that we've moved to fully uh, temperature controlled reefer containers to bring our product in. Ah. Uh, the shipping costs have definitely decreased, but it's more around you know the the actual valuation of our currency versus you know the strength of the of the European currencies and the US dollar and things I like see. that. Okay. So we're paying a bunch of money, you know. And um, it's not just for hops. It sounds like it's for grain as well. It, it right? is. Yeah. We've, we've got a. Um, We've got a, a, a sort of a, a pale malt type, type grain that we get from our, our big industrial brewer, SAB, uh, SAB Miller. Yeah, um, and yeah. they, they, they supply us with some decent price grain for, as a base malt. Um, but we, we, you know, for speciality malts, we, we, you know, at, at Riot Beer, we use Castle Maltings um, out of Belgium and uh, we really like their product. We also use a bit of best malt. Um, but there's a bunch of guys using all the other other famous malts here in uh, that are globally available here in South Africa. So all of that stuff's getting imported, and all of that stuff is incurring a, a decent exchange rate uh, sort of curve that isn't exactly in our favor right now. Is there no domestic product? Uh, and by I'm sure there's like small amounts. So I guess I'm really asking. There's no like large amounts of domestic products available to you guys. Uh, raw well, ingredients. They, well, we're, we're lucky enough to have SAB hop, hop farms too, so oh, okay. we do get hops from SAB hop farms, um, and we've we've got you know uh, very good alpha hops, very good buttering hops, um, a couple of good flavor hops that have, have been developed in the last sort of five to ten years, um, but I, I, we don't have the variety of say what you know the US flavor hops are, are giving us. You know, there's there's a much bigger variety there that we like to pick from, especially for making big IPAs and double double IPAs. Um, but there are very strong hops coming out of South Africa, and the, the problem is getting your hands on them um, okay. as, as a craft brewer. You know, the, there's only so much um, availability, yeah. and demand is high. You know, um, so a lot of the guys didn't quite get what they wanted this year. But um, you know, the, if, if you've got to work with, you know, as a, as a professional brewer, I guess you've got to work with the raw materials you have and, and then the availability of them, and, and try and make it work for you. Sure. No if there was more interest in in farmers producing grain and hops, there would the climate in, in your area or at least near somewhere in South Africa support it? I think I think definitely for grants. Um, okay. And there, there is talk of, of smaller maltsters opening up business here. Um, I haven't heard much more of it from about three months ago. I heard that there's, there's going to be a sort of speciality maltster that's going to open up his doors here in, in South Africa at some point in the future. Okay. I haven't heard much more about that. That would be awesome. Yeah. I have to say that would be, be pretty rad. And then um, – and then, of course, we've got the hop farms up in George, which is up the east coast of, of, of Southern Africa. And um, it kind of just sits on the, in the zone that it needs to be to, to, grow, some, to grow some hops, essentially. The, the daylight is a little bit short. Um, okay. and, and the winters don't bite as hard as they should. Um, but, but they've obviously, you know, SAB Miller and, and, and SAB Farms are very clever people. They've worked out what grows and what doesn't grow and what works and what doesn't work there. And so, so we are getting some product from them and, and the hops are very reasonable. So we just have to, just have to make sure that, um, our new, uh, the new owners, uh, which is our American friends, uh, AB and Bev uh, are going to be kind to us and give us our hubs. <laughs> right. <laughs> Probably going to get spanked for saying that. <laughs> wait, wait. So are you saying that, that you have new owners or the hop fields have new owners? No, no. I mean, obviously, um, SAB uh, Miller, yeah. the second largest brewery in the, in the world, has now been bought by AB and Bev, largest brewery in the world. Ah, okay. They hold the contracts and all those hops. Okay, yeah, got it. Okay. Yeah. I just thought for a second, I was like, wait, little old Riot Beer just got bought out by AB Inbev? So I got confused there for a moment. Uh, <laughs> those are really popular hops. Uh, 
I mean, uh, really, uh, a lot of breweries around in the U.S. here are really uh, clamoring to get some of those to make, you know, these unique beers. Yeah, uh, are you doing the same thing with those hops? Are you, are you uh, coming up with your own sort of like uh, takes on, on IPAs using the domestic hops? Um, yeah, they, look, their, their, their profiles are, are, are fairly standard in terms of, of, of flavor. The, mm-hmm. the, the two sort of flavor hops that I sort of, and one of them is called African uh, African Queen, which used to be called J17 as an experimental, and then mm-hmm. um, Southern Passion, which is, is something oh, yeah. that we've been using in our beers for quite some time. Yeah, that's the one that's really popular up here. In, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and it's great when it's when it's fresh and it's, it comes off the you know it comes off the pine. It's, it's really nice hop and. Uh, um, a lot of a lot of brewers are, are very reliant on these hops, and so we have to make sure that we do still get our, our, our contract supply of these hops going forward. Hmm. And yeah. are you getting Western U.S. hops though as well? Yeah, most definitely. I mean, yeah. our IPA uh, called the Valve, um, it, it's fully U.S. hops um, that are, are going in there, and it's very much you know made in the style of sort of West Coast style. Um, and and uh, hey, guys, I'm sorry I couldn't get you any beer. I mean, I, I'm, I'm oh, going to no, no. say it's, I'm sorry, but that's okay. In fact, uh, let's mention that just real quick. I'm glad you said. First of all, please, no need to apologize. This is such an ongoing problem here. Uh, with <laughs> so uh, Mark was kind enough. You know, he's looking into sending beer. We've been working on this show for a while, and finally calls and goes, look, guys, I can spend a bunch of money, and what happens is I don't even know if it's going to get to you because of customs. And we always just say, no, 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 we don't want you to do that. Don't, don't do that. So, it would be great. What a nice gesture, of course, but this has been going on for the whole 11 years of this program. Sure, Whenever I'm we sure. do but an I'm, international I'm, I'm, sne- I'm, I'm, I'm in Yakima for the hop picking in September. I'm going to oh. sneak some beers in, and I'm going to send you guys some beers because I promise to send you, and I'm a man of my word, so I will. Well, it's just going to be delayed. <laughs> I appreciate that. I would love to try it. And then, look, you know, if, if all the bottles break or you have to give them all away in Yakima, it's yet another reason for me to come to South Africa and party with you guys. Awesome. Awesome. <laughs> okay. yeah, that would that, that, be the best. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> you're on my list. Like, you're on my travel list, I got to tell you. Uh, so. No, no. Uh, definitely January. January, February time. Phil's coming down. I think, again, there's a, there's a couple of people coming down for this hop school. And I think that'll be a, a cool time to meet the crew here in, in South Africa. January, February works for me. It's when we're not. Yeah, busy around here. Bring it. It's nice and hot and uh, it's summertime summer. and uh, yeah. we'll give you a well-deserved break from winter. That's right. Morning is evening there. Oh, perfect. So, you'll be fine. <laughs> I'll be great. Yeah. The time difference works for me perfectly. Uh, Mark, I, I got to take a quick break. Um, sure. But when we come back, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to ask the question for Doc in advance. and then Because we've talked about uh, the raw ingredients that you have to import, but I want to talk about the water yeah. and, sure. uh, and fermentation and yeast when we come back. And then, of course, uh, more about the beers. So uh, if you can hang in there for a second, we're going to take a quick break. We're talking to Mark from Riot Beer out of Cape Town, South Africa. If you have any questions, 888-401-BEER or, of course, Bevo's in the chat room right now. You can just hit the chat button and i'll pass the questions along hang in there we'll be back in just a couple minutes you're listening to the session you're listening to the brewcasters Brewcasters on the brewing network Are you looking for a simple brewing system that's great for all grain brewing, but everything on the market seems to be full of compromises? Blickman Engineering has the answer. The Blickman Brew Easy All Grain Brewing System. The Brew Easy is a complete system with easy upgrades and a beautiful compact design, perfect for any size brewing location. At its core, the Brew Easy is built on two gorgeous Blickman Boilermaker brew kettles, a high temperature March pump, and either a top tier gas burner or the new boil coil electric heater. The Brew Easy adapter lid allows the pots to stack 
on top of each other, forming an efficient, strong, and compact brewing setup that comes in 5, 10, and 20-gallon batch sizes. Upgrade your BrewEasy system with full automated control by adding a Blickman Tower of Power temp controller and make moving around easy with the Blickman Kettle Cart. The BrewEasy is modular. If you already own a Boilermaker kettle, you can build your BrewEasy by purchasing just the modules you need. The new BrewEasy all-grain brewing system. See it today at BlickmanEngineering.com and brew with Blickman quality on your new Brew Easy. Do you know the three most important rules in brewing? Sanitation, sanitation, and sanitation. And no one does it better than Five Star Chemicals. Five Star knows sanitation. You can only sanitize clean equipment. And Five Star knows how to clean, too. For craft brewers and home brewers, Five Star has what you need to keep your fermenters, serving tanks, kegs and draft lines sparkling and free of any beer-spoiling bacteria. PBW, caustic, acid cleaners, star sand, Santa Clean, lubricants and defoamers, pH stabilizers, and more. Five Star Chemicals has cleaning supplies, safety supplies, heat exchangers, pumps, hoses, and valves. And Five Star is proud to offer eco-friendly products that exceed customer expectations. If you have a cleaning problem, you need the Five Star Solution. Visit FiveStarChemicals.com or call 800-782-7019. 800-782-7019. And get the Five Star Treatment today. That's it. I've had it. I am never putting hops in my beer again. What? Why? It's just too ridiculous. Insane prices, stupid contracts, high shipping costs, crappy selection. Dude, you need Nico Brew. Nico Brew will rock your f***ing face right the f*** off your f***ing skull. $5 shipping to all 50 states, plus fantastic international rates get you low prices on Nico Brew's great selection of hops and more. Whether you're a home brewer, a pro brewer, or a home brew shop owner, Nico Brew can get you the hops you need in increments big and small, single orders, spot buys, or full contracts. And there's only one place to join the uber-special Secret Elite. Elite Bare Bones Club, where you'll get the best deals anywhere. Holy f***ing shit. NicoBrew.com. N-I-K-O-B-R-E-W. NicoBrew, your bare bones buddy in the brewing business. If you work in retail sales, the restaurant industry, or are a new craft beer enthusiast, or you know someone who is, you have got to check out Beer 101. Beer 101 is an online course created for anyone wanting a quick introduction to the vast world of craft beer. Beer 101 covers the history of beer, brewing ingredients and processes, vital stats like ABV, SRM, IBU and gravity, styles, tasting, glassware, and pairing beer with food. The Beer 101 course is offered by the Brewers Association at craftbeer.com, also home to the truly awesome Beer Style Finder, a visual guide to every beer style. Quickly play with color, bitterness, and alcohol content to interactively explore the entire world of beer styles with a gorgeously designed interface to your favorite beverage. The new Beer 101 course and new Beer Style Finder are only available at craftbeer.com. Craftbeer.com, celebrating the best of American beer. 
Williams Brewing is your online resource for prompt delivery of quality home brewing supplies. Since 1979, Williams Brewing has offered the finest equipment and the freshest ingredients, backed by the best customer service in the business. Do you like to mash using efficient fly sparging, but would like an easy way to heat your strike and sparge water? Enter the new Brewer's Edge Electric Mash Water Heater, a plug-in, anywhere, precisely controlled heater for strike and sparge water. Ditch the fumes and second burner and make mashing easy. Go to williamsbrewing.com today and browse their vast selection. That's williamsbrewing.com. Orders placed by 4 p.m. Pacific Time weekdays ship the same day. Brewing is easy the Williams way. to the program. Thanks so much for hanging out with us. It was like, uh, it was, came back from the break. I'm sitting, I'm sitting in the studio by myself. <laughs> I actually just started laughing. I'm, just, I'm sitting here by myself going, oh, this is inevitable. <laughs> I heard the music. I, you know what it reminded me of is, remember when I had to do the fucking like chemistry show by myself? It was this was years ago. This was like year two, and I was supposed to do like a mash. Ca- I don't even remember the topic, but like, but nobody showed up for the show. And but I knew it. I think I knew ahead of time. Yeah. I was supposed to cover the topic, so I just I read the crap out of John Palmer's book, How to Brew, and then you it's, got confused, didn't you? It's me and Daniela sitting in the studio at five p.m. on a Sunday, and I'm like, and I'm terrified. I'm going. I have to cover not just a topic, but a scientific topic, and nobody's here. Doc had called in sick. Like, I forget what happened. You know what? I kind of nailed it, though. Like, thanks to John Palmer. Like, this was not I just took a bunch of notes from the Palmer book and then gave a lecture based on that. Anyhow, I had a little flashback right there. You guys are all out of like, (laughs) oh, crap. (laughs) You're you're treading water in shark-infested waters. (laughs) Well, real quick, uh, before we get back to our guest today, who is uh, Mark Forey from uh, Riot Beer in Cape Town, South Africa, I wanted to remind you of the American Homebrewers Association and why you should be become a member and you know we were always talking about the what they do for us and the different events but i always forget to tell you about the member deals uh if you have your aha card you can get member deals all over the place and a lot of those are at uh, tap rooms like mine in fact if you come in here with your aha card you get a discount here you get discounts everywhere in fact you get them in well over 1400 participating breweries pubs beer bars homebrew shops uh, you name it and there's even a handy deal finder and a map on homebrewersassociation.org. So you can go there and you can actually search your, your hometown yep. or, or where you're traveling to. If you're uh, a member and a new, and a new one uh, is created, they send you an email. You know, yes. oh, yeah, they it's do. in your yeah. area. You they, get to know everyone. Yeah. Yeah, they send you, in case there's somebody new comes on to the, the, the whole program. Yeah. In your, especially in your neighborhood, they'll, they'll yeah. do it. So don't be shy. 
And they're yeah. always adding, uh, yeah. like they, they added us uh, last year. It's a great benefit. You can basically pay for your membership with how much you save on beer, food, and homebrew supplies. Um, so make sure you go check it out at homebrewersassociation.org. And, uh, you know, I learned at the National Homebrewers Conference, and I'm not actually even sure if they released the app yet because I'm not on the governing committee anymore, but they've created a new uh, AHA app. That's badass. And when you log in as a member, you're not even going to have to carry around your membership card anymore. Oh, good. You can just have the app on hand. Because this was always a problem with me. I, I just don't have my card on me. Yeah. I recommend you keep your card on you. But I think they've solved this problem with the new AHA app. You're going to be able to just show it to the bartender or the uh, retailer at the homebrew shop uh, right through the app. Nice. So, so things work, just got easier. It'll work for Tasty. Yeah. Case they don't I've always got you. one in my, in my wallet, but it's like two years old. I don't in case they never put the current one in there. In case no. they don't recognize you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, when he goes to you know, uh, other out of, states. Out of state. or yeah, he, right. he needs it that. For his first uh, 10 minutes. All right, you can <laughs> click the AHA link right on our homepage. You can sign up that way. Uh, it actually gives us a little bit of credit. And uh, go check it out because, uh, you know, it, it's true. You'll pay for your membership just in discounts. All right, we're talking to Mark from Riot Beer in uh, Cape Town, South Africa. Mark, thanks for sticking with us. Cool. Now, before the break, I mentioned that I wanted to talk about, um, you know, the other raw ingredients, which are uh, water and yeast. And let's start with let's start with water. Uh, what's the deal? There? Um, uh, well, it's funny you just mentioned the John Palmer book. I'm actually just getting into John Palmer and Colin, Colin Kaminsky's uh, Water Comprehensive Guide for Brewers. Oh, yeah. Uh, whereby I thought I knew something about water, and now I realize I don't. Oh, those, um, those two are insane. That's humbling, that book. Yeah. 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 So, so, yeah, a, a little bit it's, – it's a bit of a slow read, but I'm, I'm getting through it. I'm about halfway through. So, um, But, yeah, I mean, look, from a water perspective, we, we st- I guess we still have uh, fairly – fairly drinkable and, and clean water. We, I mean, we're still drinking water from the taps, um, okay. which is, I guess, a good thing. That is, um, yes. And, um, I mean, the approach that, that we take uh, at Riot Beer, what, you know, from, from a brewing perspective is, you know, I, I just like to, I, I personally think that there are some parts of South Africa where you could naturally use the, the brewing water. Certainly, um, uh, you know, SAB Miller do, they use the Newland Spring, which is, a, you know, also a, a source for home brewers. They'll go down to the spring and actually get some of their water and actually take it home. It's nice and soft, good for lagers. Um, but you know, the water, the water sort of profile we like to do is we actually like to, we actually like, we, we went back to RO and we, we, we decided to pull as much of the water uh, of the, of the contents of the water out of it. Hmm. And then, and then dose back in and actually create our profiles for, for our specific beers. Um, and that, that I just felt, you know, as a as still a learning brewer, you know, as a brewer that has still got plenty to learn, and I just felt that that was a variable that I could, I could minimize, um, which would give me a better chance to to make better beers. Did you make um, that decision before or after starting to read the Palmer Kaminsky book? <laughs> um, no, this decision was was made before we set up uh, right okay. there, so many 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 moons ago. Oh, okay. Um, but um, yeah, I mean, f- for me, I, I would like to work with a profile that I can adjust, but. Uh, as, a, as, 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 a, as a fledgling new brewer in the commercial scene, I just felt that it was a variable I didn't want to deal with. And so I pull, I pull personally, I pull everything out. Uh, we do reverse osmosis and, and some carbon filters. And then, um, you know, obviously when we're heating our water, we're also getting rid of a bit of chlorine. And, you know, we, we, we use it this way. But, yeah, of course, we're dosing back in for, for specific styles. 
So how complicated is that for you? you? You started back in the beginning. You decided to do reverse osmosis. And now you have to add everything you need back to the water, right? Yeah. So is this a couple of ingredients? Is this 20 different things? Like how difficult is this process every day for you to, to build your water bag? Well, it's, uh, I mean, we've, we've kept it, you know, quite, quite simple. Um, and, and I was, you know, I was lucky enough to get a, a tool from a, from a very experienced brewer in the UK um, who helped me out in this subject. I mean, I would have been lost without it. I mean, it's quite a, I think it's quite a difficult subject to get into. I think it's, and, and, and for me, probably the most important. I, I think if you, you know, just as a home brewer, you know, brewing with some water that you took out of your tap versus maybe going to get some other water from another source, you'll immediately see the difference. Yeah, um, yeah. And, and I think it's, you know, it's it's under underrepresented in its importance. I, I think that um, you know, if, if we're doing education going forward in South Africa, I think water must be a major part of that. I mean, it's not ninety five six percent of your product. Mm. You know, blah blah blah. We've all heard that before, but it, it's it's you know, it's, it's it's true. You know, that's that's the bottom line. And um, yeah, it, it. I had this tool of where we could you know add the the you know the the amount of calcium sulfates um, uh, to the water that we want and, and the mineral additions that we want, and so. Once I once I knew where I'm starting from, which is obviously on an RO system, I'm, I'm pulling the majority of it out. I'm working with some pretty low um, low quantities. I was able to sort of work out what I need to put it back in for style and 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 in terms of brew length that we're using and and, 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 so, and sparging and, and and all the other hot liquor that we use. So can we pick an example? And and it does even if you're even if, I'm going to ask for specifics, but really it could be yeah. done in general. Let's pick one of your beers. Let, let's pick a style, your, your IPA or, or you, you name it, something you want to talk about um, that you, and then what you had to add back. Cause I'm just thinking about my listeners. I'm, when I think about RO water, I go, yeah. Oh my God, this it, is something I never want to do. It, it's uh, so much easier. You're well, starting, what, what, it's a clean what, slate. Okay. And yeah. you're, you're not having to worry about the ups and downs of your water every day. And you, and you don't you don't have to counteract what's already in the water, right? So a clean slate is is easier, so much easier. All right, so let's pick a style, uh, Mark, with your clean slate. Yeah, no, most definitely. And I mean, and I just want to reiterate that it, 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 for me, it was exactly that. It was like you know trying to make it simpler because I had all these other things to worry about. You know, I've gone commercial. I've I've got a you know a bunch of investment on on the go. I want to make good quality beers, and and it was literally you know that sort of thought process that that thought. To, to worry about and really just try and nail the styles that I'm getting into. So, so for example, I, you know, when I looked at the, at the IPA, and obviously it's, it's heavy on gypsum, um, you know, to, to try and bring out those hop aromas and those flavors later on in the beer. But for me, I looked at it and I, th- I said to myself, okay, so what's, what's a classic, you know, what, what am I aiming at in, in terms of calcium levels, alkalinity, chloride, sulfates, um, and, and how do I get there? So I, I sort of knew from, from general con- consensus that, you know, from a, from in a milligram per liter sort of uh, basis, I need 170 uh, milligrams per liter of, of calcium. I need an alkalinity of about 35 to 75, depending, you know, what you want to do. Um, and then essentially, I was, you know, very thankfully, I received this awesome little Excel spreadsheet calculator from, from a buddy of mine in the UK um, and, a, and a great brewer there and a, and a, and a, and a lifetime brewer there. And uh, I was able to sort of, you know, use the, the, the products that were available here in South Africa to sort of adjust. So, for example... You know my chlorides. I, I couldn't. I couldn't get uh, quite the same sort of ingredients that they had in the UK. But and I would have to actually do 
a conversion into sort of a flaked version, if you know what I mean. So, so where the liquid version was was asking for more in the Excel spreadsheet, I then created another conversion that would, would give me the right amount to add in respect of the of the flaked uh, version of these chlorides that I'm putting in. And so, we, you know, in in, in terms of uh, of that, we we're really only using um, you know the additions that we're doing. We're not really using sulfuric acid to adjust alkalinity because alkalinity is is spot on, but we're using like calcium sulfate and calcium chloride to, to adjust those, those levels. Okay. Guys, is he doing it right? <laughs> yeah, well, sure. you got to help me out here because uh, you know that he's speaking a different language to me. Well, for an IPA, I assume you're uh, getting most of your uh, sulfates from the uh, calcium sulfate rather than the, uh, from the chloride side of that. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So the chlorides are there. You're just using a little uh, – uh, I'm always, I think, in parts per million. Uh, you're keeping that on the lower side – just to make to round out the beer and and, uh, and give the malt a, a presence, is that right? Yeah, exactly. And then the, and then the calcium chloride is actually on the slightly higher side, yeah. um, just to to add the the required calcium needed. Right. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's it's I think it's you know from I guess from brewing side it's fairly standard stuff. But it it, it is definitely something that I would say coming from you know slowly but surely uh, getting slightly better at my craft as I as I put more effort in. It's definitely something that is revolutionized my beer um you know sure, it definitely basically makes it, putting a bunch of effort into this definitely makes it easier right? i certainly understand that now what a lot of breweries do is they'll just they'll they'll titrate their water on the brew day to, you know, to see what they've got and then they'll yeah. just put that into the into the spreadsheet and then you know what do i need to do to get it to where i want it to be but that's yeah. without reverse osmosis yeah, that's, yeah, yeah well or you could use some of each you could use half uh, ro and half not ro okay and then you everything all the numbers are down yeah, way below their, their What threshold. is your water like, Mark, if you did leave it alone? Um, the water that we have in Woodstock is actually quite hard. Um, and it's, it, it, I also, <laughs> I don't want to sound too uh, patronizing to the, to the guys that I'm sure work very hard in the water department in, in Cape Town. But it's also <laughs> worried, about get, you're worried about your water getting turned off. <laughs> uh, They're going to yeah. spit in your water. Yeah, t- tomorrow I get no brew water. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, but, you know, I don't, don't want to patronize them anything because I'm sure they're working very hard. But yeah. at the same time, they, you know, when we got our water analyzed up front, there were quite a few impurities and stuff like that in there. And I, and I just want to do, you know, I can't, I can't remember offhand what was, what was in there, but I remember being a little bit, you know, concerned about certain levels. And, and so, so cleaning that water too is, is very important. That, that RO process does a, does a great job of that. Okay. But, you know, we didn't, we didn't want to get tied up with, you know, we're a small brewery, we're a small batch brewery. Um, you know, we, we try and make high quality beer in a small batch environment, but, you know, we, we have a bunch of problems there too because, you know, we've got a small small system and, and, and not so much control. But one of the things that we didn't want to do is we didn't, we didn't want to really be sending water off analysis every couple of weeks or once a month. So we thought let's take all of that out and let's just start at a base and, okay. and work our way back from there. Okay. Makes sense. All right. Let's talk yeast now. What, what's, your yeah. cho- what's your choice of yeast over there? Well, we've got, again, there was some talk of a, of a, of a local sort of lab setting up, setting up business, obviously, when the craft sort of explosion happened. Yeah. Um, it hasn't materialized as far as I know. Um, I believe that there are one or two guys that are working with, with these guys, um, but, but I haven't personally. Um, we don't really have a massive yeast requirement. We definitely repitch. Obviously, we can't do without yeast, but we're using some pretty well-known brands right now. Um, I try to... Uh, it's, it's not so good for my P&L, but I, I try to use uh, different yeasts because I, I don't want to have that sort of same sort of house flavor coming out. I want the beers to still stand original and, oh, and, like try, and, and try and taste quite, uh, quite different, you know, yeah. between yeah. 
sort of IPA versus our, our sort of lighter beer and, and some of the specials that we brew. You know, I wanted to, I wanted them to, to stand out. So we use different uh, manufacturers, and um, which has its own problems, and, and, and sometimes we can't repitch as much as we want to. Uh, but we usually repitch sort of two to three times if, if conditions uh, allow. Okay. You know, if I have a good enough time over there, I could I could probably talk Chris White into opening a lab. I was going to say the same you know, thing. You know, <laughs> maybe I'll bring him with me. Uh, show us a good time. It's you know maybe a strip club or two. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, strip club or four. So, um, <laughs> right. And before you know it, there'll be a lab right next to the strip club. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's Ooh, awesome. Do you have yeah, waffles actually, there? I, 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 I strangely in the in the city of Cape Town, I. I I live very close to the largest strip club in Cape Town. Oh, my which goodness. Is great. We can have the lab between the strip club and my place. <laughs> it's perfect. Yeah. <laughs> what manufacturers are you able to get there? Um, we've got, uh, look, I think Fermenters has a big, big footprint in South Africa. Okay. Um, I'm not sure if, that, if that's a connection to other sort of industries in South Africa. I guess it is. We've got a massive wine industry. But, um, and then we use um, our local, local representatives here called Anchor Heast, which um, do the Lelemon products. Okay, that's um, nice. So, so yeah, I'm using I'm using one heat from each for my mainline beers. I only have two mainline beers because again, we try to keep that simple to to try and perfect that, um, as opposed to go with a big range that we couldn't quite support. Um, and yeah, I mean, again, we use we use uh, classic USO five in the in the IPA, and then we're using uh, Notties, which I used in the UK when I was brewing there and doing a couple of internships in the UK. We, we use we use Nazis there, so and I really like the yeast, and I really liked what it what it did in the beer. So, and of course, we experiment with everything else. We've got these uh, new yeast manufacturers called Mangrove Jack. I don't know if you guys know those guys. I think no. they're out of New Zealand. Uh, I'm not sure or Australia. I'm not sure. I can't remember. It definitely and, sounds, and sounds like one of those. <laughs> it does. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Right. And, and they, they they're becoming quite popular amongst the the smaller breweries now. And I used their yeast the other day in a in a sort of Dunkel Hefeweizen, and it worked quite nice. So yeah, we we were pretty. Um, Pretty, pretty, pretty lucky to have have all those major brands here and, and being able to to purchase them and, and use them. Uh, but yeah, we, we we actually I was I saw um, uh, neighbor Parker on the weekend from White Labs. Oh, uh, JP was telling me that that you guys had some event that Neva was actually there for. Or were yeah. you here? I didn't I didn't get what was happening. Yeah, so we had this. We had, I mentioned earlier we had this beer boot camp, which is sort of an educational sort of weekend in Cape Town and Johannesburg. Okay, and um, they were, and a, a bunch of other representatives came down. But um, as you were talking of white yeast, I thought I'd mention it. And yeah, she she did a couple of talks here too, and, and about yeast appreciation and, and maintenance and, and, and handling and um, yeah, and all good stuff for our local market, you know. But I, I did mention to her that you know I, I try and grab a couple of orders from a couple of my mates and a couple of my friends and and uh, maybe we'll try and get some white labs yeast over here and do some experimentals with them uh, because I, i've always heard great things about it and yeah we just need to use more products and i think the more products we have available to to local craft here in south africa means the more experimentation we're going to get done of and, course which means we can make better products you know of course and people like neva is really a badass like she's such a great lab tech yeah and, uh, <laughs> i mean she's more than that at white labs plus Come on, she was fun to party with too, right? Like, yeah, I know no, you guys just, had some she was fun to party. I was, I was, I was giving her a bit of stick um, on Saturday night. She had a, she had a bunch of attention from a bunch of homebrewers. Oh yeah, uh, <laughs> oh, they, she, they do glom on her. Yeah. <laughs> so I was giving her a bit of stick for that. Yeah, yeah as you should. <laughs> That's funny. 
Uh, all right. Well, listen. Uh, tell me this now. I want to know more about the 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 palate of the South African beer drinker, or I guess at least even just the Cape Town beer drinker. So, uh, what are the popular beers? Yeah. What did you you know when you opened? What was your vision? Did you have to do more stout? Did you have to do more IPA? Give me a feel for what the beer scene's like. Yeah, that's that's an awesome question. I think that that, that exact question explains exactly what the beer scene is. Um, and I think, look, we we're still very much uh, in our infancy, um, and we as craft brewers are have the job of convincing. Um, you know your your mainstream sort of beer drinkers to to try us. Yeah. Um, and one of the problems that we have is I think that our quality isn't where it should be yet, and so the the try us tag is, is becoming problematic too because we, we really have to have great quality product in order to convince them to come to you know to the craft scene. Yeah. And, and to come yeah. and experience some flavor and 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 uh, you know drink great beers and and that was our ethos when we started. You know and, and it still is. You know is trying to get really flavorsome product uh, into the market. Um, that inspires people to drink it, you know, and 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 you know, inspires people to drink other other sort of beers and go out of category and yeah. and experiment, you know, and and that's that is really what Riot Beer was has always been about is is trying to ultimately trying to get really great product into the bottle, for example, to to get to the consumer or onto the tap to get to the consumer. What and, is and the j- just? I'm sorry to interrupt, but just quickly, I'm curious what what's the standard right now? Like, what's the macro beer that everyone is drinking? It's I assume lager. it's a lager, yeah, lager uh, and lager. Lager. From who? Um, Who's the big? From bad to worse. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so um, no, but I mean, you know, we, we we have a bunch of good lagers too, though. You know, really, really what, nice what breweries are, and, are, are the most? I popular. still think that lager has a place in, in any beer market. Um, uh, a great brewed lager is, is, is a beer that is, it can be enjoyed, but. You know, there's a there's so many other styles. You know, let's let's. Um, Mark, what's the like? That. What's the popular? If you don't mind, by the what's, just, what's, what's the, the one you have to have on tap? Yeah, like what's the come. what are the popular loggers that are being? Okay. Yeah, yeah. So, so from an industrial perspective, if you yeah. if you're walking into a bar or, or a pub and you're looking in and there's industrial lager on, then it, it's going to be sort of SAB's lagers of, of Castle and, and and Black Label. Okay, uh, calling Black Label. If uh, the big sort of craft uh, lagers now that I, I would say is is must have on taps is probably Darling Brews, Slobia, um, CBC's uh, Lager, Jack Black Lager, uh, Devil's Peak Lager. These are all, all top five, top ten crafts in, in South Africa. Got it. Um, and okay. guys doing decent volume too. So, and they've, they've hit the market quite quite large. But and right beer, we you know we wanted to we made a lighter beer, but we, we try to put a twist on it. You know we've got a, a golden ale that drinks very easily, um, and that had its, has its own life. It's actually going to shift into a slightly different recipe very soon when we rebrand our labeling and and we've got a, a whole whole host of new things happening at riot in the, in the following six months which i'll tell you guys about in a sec but yeah um you know we, we we also went for a lighter beer but we also went for smack you in the face ipa too you know and and we're not going to back down from that we're going to keep pushing flavor because we you know that's what we're going into the business for so how is that uh, perceived uh, you know when I, when when new people come in to try some craft beer, you've got this sloppy in the face IPA. Um, mm-hmm. I'm certain that you have you know your beer geeks like like everywhere that go, oh, thanks yeah. for making this beer. But what about the other people? What about the middle of the road? Hey, I, I kind of like some craft beer. I came to try you out. How are they reacting to the sloppy in the face IPA? 
Yeah, I th- you know, I think, well, look, when we go to a beer festival, we always have a whole host of Americans visiting us because, you know, there's a, there's a whole lot of students that do exchange programs in South African things. And we, when we're at the beer festival, we have repeat offenders okay. uh, <laughs> who come and drink IIPA uh, nice. from the States. And, and we love that. You know, that's a sort of something that we really love at the beer festivals. But the beer festival gives us an opportunity to see our consumer in the eyes, look our consumer in the eyes and, and actually have a conversation with them and, yeah. and figure out what they're doing and what they're into. And I think... You know, the conversions that we've had on the stand where, where, where we go, you look at, you know, in terms of style, this is a, is a slightly bitter beer. It's, it's full flavor. It's punchy. You know, it's going to have a bit of fruit punch bowl effect on you. Um, you know, but these are tasting notes because, you know, one of the things that we always laugh at is, is, is we, we have, a say, a guy and, a, and his girlfriend come up to the to the stand and the guy goes, yeah, I'll, I'll take the Imperial Stout. Okay, no, brilliant. We'll, we'll do that. Yeah. And the girl goes, yeah, what's this um, Valve IPA that's got flavor notes of lychee and guava? And I'm like, no, listen, those are, those are flavor notes, but uh, this is still a really, very full flavored beer. But we do have conversions. I mean, we, we yeah. see it in front of us. We see us people drinking this beer for the first time and going, wow, actually, it is bitter, but it's also delicious. You know, it's it, it has all the characteristics of a delicious beer. You know, sweetness on front of the of the mouth. You know, lots of flavour on the side of the tongue, and then a nice re- re- sort of resonating bitterness at the end. You know, and and this is a drinkable beer. And we see people finding the styles that they are into at our stand, and, and that's that's pretty positive. Excellent. A beer festival still, even in a, a mature or. Maybe even maturing is the better word for the U.S. market. Um, beer festivals, are, I think, are still an awesome place for you to connect oh, with consumers so like that, right? So good. Yeah, yeah I love it. Uh, Except for, you know, you all get the consumers that come up and go, hey, can I have the one with the most alcohol? Um, <laughs> yeah, but aside that from happens. that, people who really are looking to go, oh, I heard about this craft beer thing and there's supposed to be more flavor. Let's talk about that. It's still the best place to do it. No, most definitely. And, and we really enjoy it. I mean, we really enjoy connecting on the day, selling selling beer directly to our clients' retail and, and enjoying that process, you know, um, and we have a lot of fun because um, we've got another product that we make called the Hop Shot, um, which is essentially a hop-infused uh, a shot that we, we just we, we just created ourselves for, for, for the benefit of our clients. And we have a, have a great time selling IPAs and hop shots and, and getting everyone as drunk as we can, um, but also, you know, getting that feedback. Um, and as you said... Wait, 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 you know, wait, wait, wait. So what's the hop shot? Ah, the hop shot. Um, so basically, <laughs> we 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 started experimenting with uh, with 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 coffee presses and, and and taking various hops and and pressing it into into vodka and a couple other secret ingredients that we put into this mix, and we come up with a twenty percent sort of light-hearted fun shot that people can enjoy. Nice. Um, and uh, and yeah, it's a it's a big hit at the brewing at, at the at the brewery festivals um, that we have, and and people just you know it, we've got like a hop challenge where you can you can drink one of our IPAs, have a couple of shots, and uh, and to technically the full hop challenge is also to sniff some hops afterwards. But um, that's, that's, <laughs> oh, that's I love that. Um, <laughs> you know, it's funny. And, it's Chris White made me that come to think of it is it's the first yeah. one who made me snuff hops. Uh, <laughs> I would love that in accordance with a hop shot. That sounds right, great. When you come when you come in. Gen- January, we'll film you doing a, a hop challenge at the at Riot Beer, oh, man. and we'll post it online for, for your supporters. I love it. <laughs> I love it. So, do you just do that at the festivals? Uh, the, yeah, at yeah. the moment, just at the festivals. We we work with idea. a couple of a couple of partners at the moment who who are pretty interested in the, in the product, and, and and we might we might go commercial, um, but we're just demoing the product at the moment, and we really like it, um, and, and and our clientele really like it too. So so we're just going with the flow there. But our main business is beer. Okay, got it. So essentially, it's a hop tincture. Is that is that what you're doing? You're dissolving the uh, hop oils with uh, vodka. 
Um, yeah, we, we essentially, um, we do I summarize the hops to get the bitterness out. Okay. Um, so we are summarize it and then with the actual hop press, uh, that we use, which is called a, um, it's called an AeroPress. You guys might've, uh, oh, I know the AeroPress. No, no, you, we actually use, yeah. use these AeroPresses to get, uh, to filter those hops out of there. Um, it kind of works, you know, it's working well enough now to, to get an enjoyable product at the, at the back end. But if we were to go commercial, we'd have to do a little bit more processing on the product, I guess. Okay. I want to try it. I'm in. Yeah. I'm in for the hop challenge. Awesome. <laughs> Doc, you want to go to South I, Africa I, I, next I year or what? I was so already you... there with you, man. <laughs> I was thinking, how can I get there, me and you? Yeah. Oh, definitely. I haven't done it, I haven't done it for a while, but if you guys come over, I'll, I'll bang it up both nose. Noses and, uh, we'll get it up in. <laughs> yeah, All right. I haven't done it for a while either. It's harsh as fuck, but it's yeah, kind of it's fun. Horrible. It's, right, it's horrible. But it's, it's also horrible. kind of fun, and it, I just like doing dumb things anyway. Like so. Bam, bam, and off to the strip club. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, different, you know. Yes, yes. I think, I think the sentence is strip clubs. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Mark. I appreciate the correction. You're right. <laughs> All right. Well, Mark, thank you so much for being on the program. It's been a lot of fun to learn about Riot Beer. Um, Thanks thanks so much for having us. Uh, We really, really feel privileged and and grateful for it. And, um, you know, know, Riot Beer is, is... is, is expanding. Um, oh, you know, yeah. Before. Tell me about that. You said you were um, going to mention yeah, something I new to, happening. I wanted to talk about, about it tonight because we haven't really mentioned it in, in, into the market or to the local trade here in South Africa. But um, we, we, um, we've joined forces with, uh, with another craft brewery. Uh, they have, have purchased an equity stake in, in Riot Beer. Okay. And all, all from the, and the, and the, and the brewery is called Darling Brew. And they are now our new partners, and we're very excited. Um, we're still, you know, we're still running our own brewery, and um, and the idea is is that you know this union came from the fact that we really wanted to produce much higher quality product in the bottle per se, okay? Um, uh, because it's it, you know it's really challenging to get a stable product in the bottle. It's oh a small, man, small craft. It's so hard. It's you know? almost and, impossible. Yeah, uh, especially and, and, how and treated been, in the market too sometimes. Oh, it's been such a ball ache for the last 18 months, you know, and, and you do so much work in the, uh, to get it into the tank and to get it where you want it to be. And then on the tap, it's great. And you put it into this bottle and it's just, yeah. it just turns on you. And it depends on how the consumer or the ultimate proprietor of the, sh- of the, of the bottle shops, for example, the liquor stores that you're selling in, right. how they then handle your product too. And so we, we went with, uh, with, with a craft brewery called Darling Brew that we, we really, really great friends with them. And, and we really enjoy, enjoy what they're about as a, as a brewery themselves too. And, and so, and so the idea is, is ultimately to get better quality product to the end consumer, but obviously, you know, uh, working with our sort of angle and, and direction on beer and, and, and really keeping the full flavor motto up. Um, but we're still gonna we're still gonna brew. We're still gonna brew in our, our current setup, and we're gonna just keep brewing specials. You know, so we we've got this platform now to to brew really exciting new beers on a much more regular basis, whilst having our sort of mainline beers uh, being produced in a very high quality facility. They've got a world class facility there, and um, and that's always what we wanted to do. Is you know, gave a great experience to the consumer, and sure. and that's where we angled now. Well, and if you can't get the great beer out to the consumer, then yeah, you just feel yeah. like you're kind of spinning your wheels. So sounds yeah, like a great partnership. Exactly. No, no, it is, and, and we're super excited. And it's, it's, yeah, it's again, you know, another phase of six to nine months, months of really hard work for us to up to this volume, and also penetrate the market the way we want to, and mm-hmm. and um, and also get our recipes right. You know, we we we've already done a couple of test brews there, and, and a few tweaks need to be made. Okay, um, but they've got a great system and 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 great bunch of guys that work there too. Uh, I'm working with the head brewer Felix at the moment, and yeah. We're looking forward to this uh, this union, and, and we're looking forward to giving the consumer and, and, and the you know the new 
the new craft consumers some great product, you know, because that's what they deserve. If they're paying their hard-earned money, they should be getting good quality product on the other side. That's right. In fact, educate me on that. If I go into Riot Beer or another, you know, another place for a great beer uh, in Cape Town right now, how much am I going to pay for a pint? So, so if you're buying it um, directly from your brewery, you're definitely going to buy. It. You're going to pay much less. But for, so, for example, we we serve four twenty mil glasses of beer in, um, in at Riot Beer's tasting room, and that's going for for our light beer, which is called Session. That's going for thirty bucks, um, and then for our, our IPA, which is called Valve, that's going for thirty five bucks. So, so in your terms, thirty rand is going to be, I guess now on the current exchange rate, about two bucks. Um, Jesus, Doc, we're going. I, I, we're going tomorrow. Uh, the, you had me at two bucks, man. <laughs> but, <laughs> the amount of money that you would save drinking would pay for your plane tickets. That's oh, right. and the, no, the more you drink, the more you make. And the strippers. It's the way I look at it. Yeah. Tasty. It's like you're in my head right now. So that's what, four bucks every time I drink one. <laughs> so two for this, four saved. That's like Doc. We got to go out. I need to make some money. Granted, that, that's at the brewery where it's cheapest. Yeah. How okay. much is it, it at it, the strip club? It, <laughs> you know what? Priorities. Uh, we're gonna ha- we're gonna have to make a, a, an ambition and a goal that right beer sells some beer in a strip club yes, very soon. Yes, uh, we're gonna get a client in a strip club. That's it. Done. <laughs> oh, but okay. I mean, look, yeah, in a, in a, Justin in a, will come a, down for the clothes. Yeah, tell him you have a big radio star coming. Um, <laughs> don't send him like any information or anything because they'll. I will do. I will do. <laughs> um, but but you are gonna pay a little bit more though in a, yeah, yeah. a frontline place. You know, sure. something like right in the city that's quite popular and it's it's quite a cool place. You are gonna pay about forty five rand for a for a pint of good IPA. Three bucks. Um, um, and that's and that's yeah about just under three yeah three bucks okay three yeah. bucks for a pint. okay all right very reasonable. Damn, we can't afford to not go there. <laughs> yeah, we're like we're going to become you'll, an infomercial for uh, Cape Town. Just for what you're saving on beer, you'll pay for your for your, for your flight, yeah. yeah. I mean, and if you fly now, you can bring three of your friends for the same price as going anywhere else in the world. Uh, that's our new infomercial. All right. Uh, well, I, I definitely want to come check it out. It sounds fantastic. Where can our listeners go to learn more about Riot Beer? www.riotbeer.co.za. Uh, uh, and that is our site. You'll get all of our, our details on there. Or you can check us out on uh, online at Riot Beer on Twitter. Um, and then at Riot Beer for Facebook, too. So, yeah, we, we are on all the... Uh, social mediums, I guess, and um, yeah, you know, keep keep watching the space. We we've got we've got great ambitions, and and we work really hard. We've got a good work ethic, and the crew that we got now is is fantastic. And and yeah, well, I'm wishing Onward you luck. I'm wishing you luck. I can't wait to taste the beer. Uh, like you said, if you if you do get some out here when you come to Yakima, please send it our oh, way. No. I'm there's, excited. There's no, to try. there's no requirement. You guys are coming in January, yeah? It's <laughs> and we're coming in January, so it's a done deal. <laughs> I like it. It might have to be February, but one of those months, man, it's South still, Africa. It's still summer. The endless South summer. Africa. Yeah. Bring I love it, this. Bring it. I'm excited already. Mark, thanks so much for being on the program. Uh, I hope we talk to you again soon. I wish you all the luck, and we'll see you in Cape Town in early oh, next year. I'm so there. <laughs> damn right damn right listen guys thank you so much for having us we're very grateful for it and uh we really appreciate it it's been awesome all right brother and, take care and, and now now i'm gonna get a little bit of sleep before i have to go to the brewery oh my god <laughs> yeah it's so early there thank you also for that i know it's in the middle uh, of the it's night a pleasure. So, it's been uh, an absolute pleasure thanks guys take care all right cheers uh, there you go. It's uh, Mark from uh, Riot Beer in Cape Town, South Africa. And uh, what a fun guy. It's, it's very nice. 
By the way, it was yeah. like three in the morning when he started that interview with us. So, um, you know, I do appreciate that. But, yeah, he sounds like uh, a lot of fun, really nice. I, I am excited to try that beer. It's cool to hear that there's a hundred and I think he said something like 168 yeah, was, breweries he, yeah, in South Africa. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, six or so in Cape Town alone. He, actually, he was even just talking about his his suburb. So in not even Woodstock. Cape Town, yeah. just in the um, – so that's exciting stuff. Yeah. Uh, Doc, I really think we might have to... Oh, me and you are talking about this as soon as these microphones shut off. I mean, Tacey, uh, I'm sure if we find out that there's a homebrewers conference, they'll fly you out. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, us yeah, lackeys yeah. will buy our own ticket. But, uh, but we'll get, I'll go find the homebrew conference and make them fly you we'll out. Just start, your, we'll have one. We'll do the <laughs> we'll just, yeah. national... Uh, South African Homebrewers Conference. What it is really on the. It's it's always been. A, had one. It's on my list. It's on my it's travel done list. Deal. And now it just moved up the travel list I'm, quite a bit. Yeah, so, I've, I've always wanted to go there. Beers. So, yeah. yay. Yeah, that's a good time. All right. Well, that was fun to to speak with Mark. Um, you know, uh, we also talked a little bit about yeast. I wanted to uh, talk to you guys about White Labs for a second because I just got uh, information today about some new yeast strains that they're about to put out. Yeah, they're up to a bunch of stuff over there at White Labs. Of course, you know, they're they're opening the new lab in uh, North Carolina. Right. Right. So that's happening soon. And and they're just kind of growing up all over the place. Yeah, definitely. Uh, of course, we've known about the new packaging, and, and more and more yeast is coming out in that. In fact, I think they even made some recent changes to the new packaging. They upgraded the packaging. To upgrade again. Yeah. It's got more information and a little bit more uh, yeast. But they sent me some yeast strains. I, I hate when I can't pronounce them, but... That's just how it is. The Try it. Turalaspara Delbrecchi. Awesome. I think that's pretty close, actually. The Turalaspara Delbrecchi, otherwise known as WLP603, uh, that's coming out, I think, this month. It's a wild yeast isolated from fruit trees in Denmark. The strain produces a lot of esters and contributes some phenolics and has been used for ciders and wine, but also ferments well mm. for beer. So they're always pulling out uh, different ones. Here's another one. WLP773, the Scottish Cider Blend. See, home, it's like homebrew's growing up, right? Like, even the yeast strains are... I mean, are you used to be English cider and... <laughs> And whatever else you had. <laughs> and whatever else you could find. All right. This one, the cider blend contains two ale strains and one wine strain. Uh, unlike a lot of ale strains that typically dry out most ciders, this unique blend of Saccharomyces strains still leaves some residual sweetness for the perfect mouthfeel. And then finally, they've got the Thames Ale Yeast, WLP 030. Thames. Thames? Yep. Okay. Thames. Thank you. Um, Whatever. Uh, the strain is very flocculent and great for porters, stouts, ESBs, and it actually has a lower ester production than most English yeast, they say. Hmm. So three new strains, I think, coming out just in July, and it sounds like they're going to be doing new strains every single month right now. Really? No, these aren't the ones that are coming out of the what's called the yeast bank or the the yeast vault. vault no, the right. yeast vault that's still separate. that is separate. It's and by the way, you can go to whitelabs.com, click on the yeast vault, and still vote for uh, your your favorite yeast. And when it gets to a certain amount, or when a, when a yeast gets a certain uh, amount of votes, they'll produce that for you as well. Uh, but this is on top of these that. are some new ones. Well, I'm telling you, they're doing good stuff over there. Can we get into that vault? Oh, oh yeah, totally. Let's I mean, go. we have to <clears throat> strip naked. They like brush us down, and uh, that's just that's just thing. Neva and Jamie, right? <laughs> yeah, they don't it's... have TSA pre-check on this. Either. You got to go. <laughs> no, 
it is right down nothing. to nothing. Yeah, and uh, it's a whole process. It's a lot of fun. Oh, yeah. um, I bet it is. <laughs> but but then yes, then we're once we're clean, Doc. Um, Ooh. Then then you're like, yeah, sure, we, I can get you into the vault. <laughs> Bucket list number two. <laughs> right. All right. Why don't we do this? Uh, let's take ourselves a a, a quick break. How long? Um, uh, I got to pee, so let's call it seven minutes. Okay. Uh, you podcasters, it's less than that. Uh, you live listeners, it's going to be about seven minutes. Uh, it's the session. We'll be right back. Hang in there. You're listening to the Brewcasters on the Brewing Network. When I order a beer, I want my server to know more about it than I do. I want someone who enjoys good beer and loves helping others enjoy it, too. I want someone who knows how to pour a perfect pint for every beer style. I want a Cicerone. The Cicerone Certification Program is creating the type of people who help you enjoy great beer. Home brewers and craft beer lovers know beer is more flavorful and complex than ever, and it takes some serious knowledge to store and serve beer right. Cicerones know beer. There are three levels in the Cicerone Program. Certified Beer Server, Certified Cicerone, and Master Cicerone. Cicerones are truly the sommeliers of beer. The best beer locations have a certified Cicerone on staff. Relaxed and unpretentious, Cicerone are tested on storing and serving beer, beer styles, flavor and tasting, the brewing process and ingredients, and pairing food with beer. Learn more about your next beer guide at Cicerone.org. Certified Cicerone, because it takes top talent to present a perfect pint. With over 20 years of experience making world-class craft beer and more than 100 gold medals in international competitions, Moylan's Brewing Company is not just a pretty face in craft beer. Just ask Brendan Moylan. What do we got here? The beer of the hour. Moylan's, gotta love that big M. It's like a sign of awesomeness. It's got an extra kick to it. Let's pour this bad boy. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, Moylan's. The end of the night when the kids are finally in bed, the wife's in bed, <laughs> nobody's bothering your ass anymore. That's Moylan's time. Moylan's is for you. Yeah. It's to help you out. Yeah. It helps me out. What? Well, because it's freaking awesome. Northern California brewed. It's brewed with love. With love? Oh, yeah. Tremendous. And it's always best where? Moylan's. you got to try it on tap at Moylan's in Novato. They're freaking awesome. Not only because I own the brewery, because I love the beer. Cheers! Boom! Kilt Lifter Scotch Ale takes big beers to a whole new level with rich malt balanced perfectly with delicate hops and now comes in four packed tall boy cans so you can take the party on the go. Or come to the brewery, take a tour, and try any of Moylan's fresh creations right from the source. Check them out at Moylan's.com. Your support of the Brewing Network means everything to us. We couldn't produce shows without you. And we love giving you something extra for that support, like Brew Your Own Magazine. You already know it's a great brewing magazine full of recipes, equipment how-tos, discussions of beer styles, and brewing techniques. Whether you're new to brewing and just starting out or you're an old pro, you'll always learn something from the articles in Brew Your Own. Plus, there are amazing special issues like plans for building a Brutus 10 system, 250 classic clone recipes, and the Home Brewer's Answer Book. Brew Your Own Magazine and BYO.com are awesome resources for 
Kenny Brewer. Whether for yourself or as a gift, when you subscribe or resubscribe from the Brewing Network homepage, you directly support programs like this. Get a great magazine and support the Brewing Network. Subscribe to Brew Your Own right from the thebrewingnetwork.com. Army, have you heard the latest at HopTech? Since HopTech is doubled in size after a huge expansion, Jade and Roberto can stock even more of the best quality homebrewing supplies and equipment. Over 60 kick-ass varieties of hops and malts, monster truckloads of quality brewer's yeast, including white labs, Y yeast, and multiple dry yeasts. They even have all grain systems from Grainfathers and Ruby Street Brew Systems, thanks to Jade, the brand new all grain brewer. And don't forget about their 10% discount to all BN Army members. Jade and Roberto are waiting for you and all of your brewing questions over at hoptech.com. Hoptech, totally not sucking since 1983. Hey, my brewing brothers and sisters, this is Jamel Zanisha, and I love a bold, hoppy beer, one that spits resin in your face and makes you cry, Uncle. There are a lot of great hoppy beers out there, but at Heretic, we want to make something as bold, dank, and resiny as possible. We use hops at every chance we get, including multiple dry hop additions. The result is Heretic Evil Cousin. This light golden, 8% Imperial IPA has an easy malt character that helps take the edge off the massive bittering but it takes a back seat to the in-your-face hop character. We make sure this beer finishes dry so the hops can jump out and slam me in the taste buds. If you can't get enough hoppy goodness, Evil Cousin is your cup of tea. Cheers. You're listening to The Brewing Network. Because like beer, radio shouldn't suck. Hey, welcome back to the show. Thanks for sticking with us. we got a few things left to do. We're going to have some fun here at the end of the show. Um, I want to let you know and remind you about our good friend and sponsor over at Beersmith. You can go to Beersmith.com and check it out right now. It's Beersmith Brewing Software. You know, it's not just for home brewing. A lot of pro brewers that come in here use oh, it, yeah. too. That's how good it is. Good uh, it does everything you need it to do and more. It does. I'm, I promise you, it does 10 things you yeah. don't even need it to do. <laughs> That's how good Brad is. He's like, well, one person asked for that. So I'll put it in the program. Uh, go check it out. It works on PC and it works on Mac. And you don't have to take our word for it because you get a free 21-day trial. Uh, you got video tutorials of how to use it. I mean, you, you go find another piece of brewing software uh, that gives you all the tools you need to figure out how to use it and, and make it simple for your system. And um, and then you don't have to pay for it because you get a free 21-day trial. So go check it out. Uh, he also does DVDs. He's got one with Palmer out right now uh, in a How to Brew series. He does a podcast over there. Uh, go to beersmith.com. Com and, and check it out. Uh, Brad's got his shit together, and, and you'll see it right away. So uh, let me just do a few things here at the end of the program. I, I had an interesting, I have an interesting, I have a funny story. You want to hear a weird story? Sure. Oh, really? Another one? <laughs> it's a weird story. <laughs> it happened to me this morning, and I can't, I tried to hold it in. I, you know what? I wanted to talk about this with Adam Carolla because... Like, he goes, like, endless rant IPA, right? Like, the man, like, he just rants. Um, th- th- that's just what he does, right? 
And I wanted, this has been the perfect thing for him to rant with me with, but I didn't want to bother him, right? So I I let him off the hook. But, so I have my nephew in town, right? My nephew's 10. I like him. Little Justin. He's my patient. He's a good guy. He's your patient, right? He's a good kid. I dropped him off at camp this morning, all right? Oh. So, you know this whole thing that's going around, and I'm fine with this whole thing. Like, it's a thing, and then I get it. It's like, it's about your... um, your what gender pronoun you'd like to be called? Oh. Right, like uh, doctor. No, that's not your gender pronoun. <laughs> uh, it could be your pronoun, I guess. But um, right, like it's because not everyone wants to be identified as he or she. Like they is now an appropriate uh, gender pronoun. It's a it's a conversation that the you know the world is having, and and it's fine. I'm happy, I'm happy about this conversation. Okay, my nephew is ten years old. Goes to camp, and you have to sit down with me and the camp counselor and the nephew. And it's by the way, it's in a room of a bunch of others too. It's not like a private room, right? Right, right? And they go through like what you what you think is like a normal camp interview, right? It's like um, like they check them for lice, and then they check their temperature, and then they sit, and then they ask the kid questions. And I'm staying out of it. Like I like that they're asking a, you know questions of the of the child. Like, do you have any allergies? You know, he's like, no, I don't have allergies. Have you been sick in the last two weeks? You know. What do you like to be called? Because you, like, you can use a nickname at camp. All these questions. And then, and then finally they go, um, uh, what pronoun would you like to be called? <laughs> like really? it's a normal question. Like they just throw it's it just in. right down the like list. Like they're just running out like, uh, like have nope, you, no. Uh, what pronoun do you need? Ch- to, uh, what pronoun? <laughs> and I see, and I'm looking at my my nephew. I'm looking at his face. And he's, like, and he's just, he's confused as fuck, right? He's just like, and finally he speaks out. He's like, I don't what. What's the question <laughs> here? Like, yeah, and so I'd be th- saying the same thing. I don't. I don't understand the question even right now. So now the counselor starts to elaborate. Oh. And I'm still, I'm like, okay, I'm going to let this happen for a second. I'm going to see where this goes. All right. And the, so he starts going, well, you know, it means like, would you like to be called he, him, or she, her, or they, they. And now I just jump, like I see, but like my nephew now, he's looking at the counselor as he starts. And as he starts going through the things, he's like visibly like curling up in his chair and, and now he's like looking at me like I don't know I don't like which one of those Uncle I Justin what the fuck is happening right yeah, now yeah where are we yeah. so, I like, with so I jump in I'm yeah. like he is fine yeah he is fine and I realized that my nephew didn't even know what's going on okay he doesn't even know what this conversation is about and herein lies the problem with me is that he doesn't even know what the conversation is about I'm actually fine with the conversation if it were had with, you know, for example, his fucking parents. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or if they had, like, sent an email ahead of time and said, hey, when, you're, when your kid comes to camp, just yeah. make sure you let us know if, if they have a different a special pronoun. Yeah. Uh, but there are, they're asking every 8- to 10-year-old kid who's sitting in this chair what their gender pronoun is. And... And again, I'm not opposed to the question. I'm in, I'm opposed to the environment. Well, yeah. half of them don't even know what that means. That's what I'm opposed <laughs> to. No. And so now, here's what I'm worried about. What I think is that my my nephew it didn't even sink in. Like I think he was confused as a motherfucker. And then they know what's happening, and just it it went like right out like a like water off a duck's back, right? But here's my concern. I got to pick this kid up on Friday. And what if it wasn't water off a duck's back? And he gets in the car and he goes, best camp ever. Hey, Uncle Justin, what the fuck was that thing about the he and the she and the they and the don't? And I'm going to be like, 
ask your dad, bro. I got, like, I'm not even opening this can. I don't want to have this conversation. Well, I'm not even, I'm his I, uncle and I'm not the I'll, one to have this I'll conversation. Talk to him about it. I'm a doctor. <laughs> You're a doctor. Again, guys, I'm not opposed to this conversation. No, no. I'm opposed a, to this environment. No. Every 10-year-old who goes to camp now? No, that's weird. What is well, it? now he's in, in camp, and people are going to be called, uh, what, her, him, or whatever they choose. Shims. And he's going to see that, see that in action, right? Well, be God, and he will be, I guess at least then there's some context. Yeah, there'll be context. Because at least then there's a child who he can... He might be able to tell you what it's about. The child can say it to him, right? Like, then yeah. at least there's some context. Yeah. Yeah. But here, I know that this little kid from Utah, my nephew, this is like the first time he's ever heard this, and I'm feeling like, I don't think this is the right place for it to be the first time he's ever heard that some... Some children or people might like to be called something other than you think that they might traditionally like. And I was kind of freaked out by the whole experience, which, by the way, leads me to say I do not want to be a parent. No, I, what yeah. a mess this is. Another reason. Oh, my God. What a mess. But I'm feeling bad for this kid because I'm going, OK, either it just went like in one ear or out the other or his mind was just blown, blown. like yeah. like wait a minute what like why huh well, no, you may pick him up he'll have his own uh, pronoun <laughs> and that's he'll fine. be like a boss and you know what god bless him go i hope so and be all like oh that. yeah you go back to my brothers and he'd be like hey, yeah. i got a new pronoun bro yeah <laughs> and my brother's like oh my god <laughs> so what's yeah, the pronoun what's i just felt I don't know. I'm not trying to make a political statement about this. It's not how I feel no, at all. No, it's not about the place. It's just I the, actually the just context. felt that, like, the context, like, the environment was really strange. Right. And is is that now the thing? Like, every 8-year-old kid uh, or 10-year-old kid is going to get asked this everywhere they go, even if they've never had the conversation at home? Like, I'm telling you, the look on this kid's face was like, I have never been so confused in my life. What did you just ask? The camp was this, by the way. <laughs> okay, good question. Good question. Yeah. It was just, so everybody's know, wearing clothes. It was a nudist camp yeah, okay. for, for children. Yeah, no, it, it, one Abby's a, never going to go to. Oh, no, it's a great camp. I was it's immediately a, thinking about Abby. It's a fantastic she just camp. It's an pronoun. That's all. It's, it's a second. By the way, yeah. most adults don't even know what a pronoun is. Yeah, exactly. Uh, uh, right, and you're like, asking. He, she, or it. Uh, and some it's other it's things. a great camp. I, th- you know, I'm. G- I think I'm going to have a talk with them when I go back, and just recommend like, Others hey, have had I'm not opposed to you asking uncle. this question, but could you ask it via the pre-application, yeah. so yeah. that the child is in the privacy of his or her, and then or maybe they's reference own an article home. that explains what it is. Yeah, or you should be on the application. Choose your pronoun wisely. Check the box. Around Hubbard. What if I had kept my mouth shut? I should have done that. What if I let the two... I often ask myself that. (laughs) What if I let these two strangers, this 10-year-old and this this camp counselor who is maybe 16, continue this conversation about what his gender pronoun is? I maybe should have done that for my own amusement. uh, To find out how much further that conversation would have gone. Oh, that could be interesting. <laughs> I screwed up. I should have turned on the recorder and let that happen. Are you picking him up? Yeah, I'm picking him up oh, Friday. Oh, we'll bring the recorder. <laughs> well, but now it's over. Like, now ever, they're all kumbaya all week. No, it's you, fine. Have to, you have to, like, hey, single him out. Hey, how'd this go? Yeah. <laughs> What's your pronoun, dude? Your... I know you started this pronoun end of the week. What's your pronoun? 
I do hope so. I, I hope he comes. I hope he goes back to his parents in Utah, and he's like, "Hey, guys, you know, just want you to call me they from now on." <laughs> and, um, Them. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Nice. <sighs> All right. I just had to get it off my chest. I know. I know. It was a weird experience. Yes, <laughs> I know. It was so weird. It was a weird experience. Oh, yeah. It was very strange. Um, we have a phone call. Oh. We do? Uh, yeah. You're f- a prank? Call? Apparently, you have a female cousin, which I never knew about. Oh? Don't but you also have... I'm sorry. Oh, they didn't actually say they were female. I'm probably, like, violating them. You <laughs> could be getting this wrong. <laughs> Whatever. Anyway, uh, they're from Chechnya. Oh! Yeah. Do you mean Latka? Sure. Hello. Latka, is it you? Hello. Yes, then? Latka. Love you? How are you on phone? I traveled to another country to call you. I wanted to make sure you were still alive. There are no phones in Chechnya. There's only Morse code that we do with rock. Yes, I know, but you weren't answering my Morse code, so I had to call. <laughs> Too much click, click. Oh, my God. After last week, I said, if there we have any Chechnya yeah. listeners, I forgot about Cousin Latka. Ah, um, hello. I'm glad you remembered me. You never tried to contact me, so I call you. This is the only way. In Chechnya, there are no memories, because there's nothing <laughs> worth memorying. Memory. Yes, we tried to forget. Remember. This is the goal. <laughs> Now, Laka is great at advice, okay? Oh. If you ever need advice, like, on life, like, okay, for example, Laka, our, our, my, my call screener, Bevo, here is having a tough time. She has to move out of one house and into another. What would you say? Oh, well, in Chechnya, we have no houses. So, unfortunately, in this case, I'm not qualified to give advice. <laughs> However, yes. if we had houses, I would cry with joy just to be able to have two options. You should be thankful. Bevo, be thankful you have two houses to choose from. Congratulations. I am crying for you. Well, thank you. I don't actually have two choices, though. <laughs> In Chechnya, if we move from one uh, house to another, it's because number house number one caught fire, and we move in with family next door. And by the way, family is goat shed. I do not think that there are two houses in Chechnya. <laughs> yeah. Duck. I, heard, <laughs> I heard one house only has three, three, three walls and one burned down. In all of Chechnya, there is not two houses. Next. Next. <laughs> it is not what you would call house. You lean cardboard box against wall. You crawl under it. You hope that the rain stays away, that it does not snow. Latka. You should be grateful. Next. Things are... Next question. <laughs> yes. Uh, <laughs> Tasty, what do you need advice on in your life? Uh, 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 financial advice. Uh, uh-huh. If I was in Chesnia, what would be a, a great way to uh, to make money? Could I, could I open a brewery in Chesnia? Great. Oh, well, in Chechnya we have no money. So, unfortunately, oh. this is other subject I have not... I don't, have no qualifications to advise you don't, on. Don't make so a you should yeah. be grateful that you need financial advice. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I like it. You know, we're going to um, be really grateful here tonight. I have I have another question that I think you might be able to help with. Yeah, I'm experiencing right, a lot of pain. Ah. How do you oh, deal with oh, pain in Chechnya? In Chechnya, there's nothing but pain. In other words, we call it life. <laughs> You're dealing with life. We wake up, pain. We sleep. Pain. Welcome pain. to life in Chechnya. Pain. 
pain, pain. Next. We are happy to be alive. If you experience pain, you wake up, you say, I am still alive. I am so happy. That's right. Next. Happy. We're happy to be in pain. If we wake up, we say, I'm in pain. Our brothers say, God bless you. Welcome to life. Welcome to life. You are alive. Congratulations. You are welcome. Pain, yes. pain, pain, pain. I'm this sorry. Life. You, yes. you are alive. Now ride your goat 600 miles to see your mother. That's what yes, happens. please. She hasn't seen you since you were born. <laughs> since you were... Next. That's right. Next. <laughs> <laughs> Doc, anything you need advice on? Chach me an advice Doc, you need advice. I oh. give you some advice. I was wondering just the best way to uh, use the elk. There's only one elk in Chechnya. Oh. The single elk. Well, there's one elk in Chechnya. You have to sign up. Sign up in advance. You have to walk 700 miles to sign up. There is one piece of paper. You write your name. And maybe one day you live long enough to use elk to For help ex- you. <laughs> for example, Latka signed up somewhere f- other than Latka <laughs> signed up for elk seven years ago for this phone call to take it to other country for one phone with single phone. She waited in line for eighteen hours to make this call to this show. This is Chechnya. I have had to pee for twenty four hours. There is nothing I can do. I had to call cousin Justin to make sure he's still alive. Ugh, I would say God bless Next. you, but everybody in Chechnya knows there is no God. So <laughs> there is no God. Not in Chechnya. You cannot afford God. Latka, I'm sorry we you cannot almost cannot afford God. You we can't afford God and I'm sorry you almost pissed yourself for this program. <laughs> It's so embarrassing. I do for you, though, Justin. I love you. You always love. Next. I always love you. Next. <laughs> Moskowitz, uh, back in the studio. Do you have anything you need uh, advice on? Um, yeah, like, I guess if I were to paint something, you know, mm. create some artwork in Chechnya, yeah. what would be uh, my my subject? Oh, my God. Well, you know, all of our paint, it's theoretical, because we have no art to play. <laughs> so we make art in our minds. Conceptual. It is, it is yeah. Conceptual. We have to pretend. So largest, gross, largest gross domestic product in Chechnya is imagination. Uh, imagination. But most of that is exported. <laughs> yeah. Have you, you ever, have, do you know how to make Chechnyan sandwich? How? You put two pieces of bread together and you imagine what could be between them That's and funny. you eat it it is the best sandwich you will ever have i promise you should try it oh you eat it as grateful. if you're at the french laundry i've heard of this place you just pretend yes. it's the best most gourmet sandwich you've ever had I don't know what you speak, these French or this laundry, but yes, I'm sure it sounds great. It's like Chechnyan Chesh- sandwich, best sandwich you ever have in your entire life. I promise you, you imagine no. imagination. Cousin Latka forgot one thing. Two pieces of bread takes two days to acquire. You get one piece on Monday and one piece on Tuesday. So it's not until Wednesday that you imagine sandwich. Oh yes, yes, and I assumed that everyone knew this, but apparently your your wonderful life in America, you just get two slices of bread whenever you want. All Congratulations. You should be grateful. Next Next <laughs> uh, Next. 
Latka, it's always lovely to speak with you. Um, you always. What do you speak of this? Always. I have waited so long for our second conversation to make sure you're still alive. I've not so spoken happy. to Latka since she was two and a half. Wow. I am going to be able to sleep for the first time in years just hearing your voice. Thank you. Thank you. What will you sleep on, Latka? <laughs> oh, the ground, of course. What do you sleep on, Cousin Justin? <laughs> well, here in America, they have a thing called bed, mattress. No. Uh, it's no springy. Way. That is a thing of imagination. <laughs> it's it's, thing. it's it, like, this it's is a ridiculous. Myth in, it this is, is like ridiculous. A, I, it's my, like sleeping on cloud. My rubles are running out in my payphone. <laughs> I cannot be talking of these fictional myths called bed. Funny thing of Chechnyan payphone, it starts cursing at you when you run out of coins, out of rubles. It says, go! Yes, and you might not live. You might not live. You risk life. You're this large hairy man with a, with a cell phone. Consequence of going over on payphone is bullet in head. Oh, yes. You, you can have afford to be bullets? afraid. You have to be afraid. That's how we survive, Latka. This is how we live. You should be grateful. I love you, Cousin Yastin. Latka, it's been so wonderful to talk to you. I love you. Oh, oh, I love you. Good night. Please do not die on way back to Chechnya. I will try. You know how we do. I do know how. If you die, I will not be All sad. Right. I'm already sad. Say hello to your mother. Make sure she's still alive. I will make sure. I, I call her. Okay. Kisses and hugs. Love from you. Cousin Latka. Bye, Love Latka. You. Love you. Bye. Love you. Cousin Latka, everybody. Wow, what a voice from the past. See? Yeah. Haven't. And great advice too. Oh, oh, she's the best. I mean, top notch. Yeah, if you're ever so relevant, if you're ever feeling down, you call cousin Latka. She will. She the, will bring you right you up. Be really fucked up. There. If you're ever feeling like, no, seriously, my baby has pneumonia and I have to yeah. move. In Chechnya, we embrace pneumonia. It's like breathing fresh air. It's the monotony. Our lungs never feel so good. And lungs, yeah, because the rest of the time it's more nuclear than that. All right, Cousin Latka, thank you for calling in. Uh, Doc, you want to do some feedback? I would love some feedback right now, please. I thought in you Chesney, we don't have feedback. That's exactly right. Uh, all right, we'll do some feedback here real quick, and then we'll wrap things up. Uh, this one is titled Beer, Freedom, and Nutters, which is interesting. Oh. Uh, yeah, Blair, who's a sergeant in the Brewing Network Army, writes in, I'm in the South Padre Island for the holiday. Ooh, I like those. Where's that, Doug? Uh, in the South Padre Sea. <laughs> Where's that? I don't know. Help me out. I'm an idiot. Uh, I'm, in, I'm there for the holiday and saw some jackass and star-spangled nutters walking along the beach in, a, in his murica. American? America hat. Uh, after I swallowed a bit of vomit uh, in the back of my mouth, I laughed and thought of you guys, of course, because of our nutters and such. Seriously, thanks for the great laughs, knowledge, and advice over the years. The whole scene would not be the same without you asshats and Bevo. And that's Blair, sergeant in the, uh, in the BN Army. All right. Thank you for the feedback. Uh, Paul writes in, hey, this is thanks. Hi, guys. Uh, love the interview with Beavertown brewery a few weeks back 
that course was uh, the brewery out of London. Yeah. Uh, he, uh, actually, I don't, I'm not even sure if they're right in London. Uh, we don't have any decent craft beer and brewing podcasts in the UK, and it was great to hear about one of our local craft breweries. So thanks. I missed that one, which I was bummed about because I'm a big Zeppelin fan. And, uh, we didn't talk about Zeppelin, but uh, uh, we don't talk about that. <clears throat> I know he didn't want to talk to. It. Actually, he's cool about it, but he didn't want to talk. To it. You talked to like you mentioned that the guy is the son of. of, of I don't know if we even mentioned. Of rock, Are you fucking rock serious? Legend? All right, now I'm pissed off because I had an entire conversation with JP. Uh, all right, now I'm going to get. This is going to get ugly. I had an entire conversation about JP about how to um, respectfully, without. You know, just putting him in his father's shadow, bring up the fact that Logan Plant, the uh, founder and brewmaster of Beavertown Brewery, is Robert Plant's son. You're telling me he never brought it up? Well, not directly. No. I mean, we talked Uh, a little bit about him. We talked about his musical background. He had a little bit of music background, but no. It never once was said. Never once. All right. Here's what pisses me off about this. Now I have to talk about this. I was the one who mentioned that Logan might be sensitive to, you know, it's not all about his dad. That got passed on. I interviewed him uh, the year before at Firestone and at the Firestone Walker Invitational. And like I do, I always know when there are potential uh, sensitive subjects. So I usually bring it up before the interview. And and I brought it up there and I just said, hey, you know, you know, do you want me to mention that? And, And he said, nah, you know, it'd probably be cool if you didn't. And, you know, my thought was like, we're at a beer festival. He's gonna get mobbed like with people, right? Yeah. So we left it alone, right? But I know that he's not like adamantly opposed to to. Well, it happens, yeah, I can. It happens kid. all the time, I'm sure. But here's where, here's where I come in, and my respect for radio and our listeners. I'm fine with respecting the guest, and 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 not making it all about his dad, right? right? But you gotta mention. But that I'm either. not gonna dupe my listeners and like not let them know that we're talking to Robert Plant's son. And so that's, so I had this conversation with JP. He's like, yeah, I wasn't going to bring it up. And I said, no, 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 you need to bring it up. You need to bring it up tactfully and in a way that doesn't, but, and then move on. But you have to bring it up because what what are we going to do? We're going to treat our listeners like they're stupid. Like they don't know that this is Robert Plant's son. So I went through this whole thing about how it could be talked about, like which was basically just to say, like, "Hey, you're, you know, your dad's Robert Plant, and and so you must have been raised around music. Uh, why did you choose beer over music? Boom, piece of cake. Now it's in like Logan's yeah, it's on record, and we're done with it. You're telling me that it wasn't even mentioned? I don't think so. No, no. It, no, I really no, don't think it, it, I'm it was trying almost to treated like rack it was my tab- brain. It's treated like it was taboo. Which is why I had the conversation with JP about it. So that it wouldn't be taboo. No, I think it was taken as it is taboo. But I described how it wasn't and how it could be addressed. Oh. Did you So we did treated you our so we treated our listeners like idiots. Is did what you mention it to our co hosts? Or just JP? Well, he's the one well, who had to on. guide the conversation. No, no, he he's the host. He's yeah. the one who has to put it's it fun. that way. I gave him the words. Write them down. Oh, man. I'm telling you, it bothers me because of our listeners. Like, yeah, because yeah, we're treating like, them yeah. like idiots. Right. Well, let's just call them back. I mean, they can treat us like Bevo. idiots. That happens all the time. Give him a call. Oh, I'm right on top of that. Can you get that? Can you get back on the line? Because, you know. Are you guys sure that it was not mentioned at all? 
Well, the no, intent, yeah. and with the intent was for I, it not to be. Yeah, yeah. I, no, no, it was. Was a, it a conversation ahead of time? Yeah, yeah, yeah no, no. Kind of, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a hush hushy kind of hush hushy. Yeah, no, yeah we weren't to yeah. bring it up. Yeah. Don't do that. Sorry. <laughs> Your Oops. head is just about to explode all <laughs> over the place. Stream, no, like a production it's meeting or something. Out so it hard. Was, talk about the beer. Just Don't talk about people it. People listening. Justin's shaking his head and getting red. Do you know why I took Oh, a, he's on camera. Do you know why I took a break from this program? Um, it's so, this kind of so bullshit. So you didn't have this feeling? Well, if you wouldn't have taken a break, you wouldn't have been exploding right now. Yeah, you'd, been, you'd have handled it. <laughs> Think about time. that one. It's this kind of bullshit. You know what? It's, hey, we're, in this, we're into this thing for... Uh, now we're going to go into this. We're into this thing for 11 years now. Yeah. Are we not professionals? When you let me ask you this question, that's why we didn't. And not Beagle, mention I'm going to ask you. This, I'm asking everybody this question, and I, I'm, I'm, I'm being serious right now. I'm not ranting. When you think about your, when you think about what you do here, do you consider yourself a professional? Yeah, you do, right, yeah. Tasty? Yeah, right. God damn it! I hope. I mean, I'd so. be very good at it. You, but no, no, you are but I'd good like at to, it. I'd like to get better every time I do it. Well, that's what a professional and, does. And you know, if there's bad radio, I want to try to fix it. I'm, even this, if I can't, this is what a I professional want to fix does. You, let me tell you, you've been here long enough. You know the ropes. That you are a professional, and a professional keeps trying to get better. Yeah, Doc, what do you think about when you? And I'm being serious. Give me an honest answer. When you come in here, do you consider yourself like is this a professional thing or like you don't like well, it's just whatever like? I, I, there's no wrong answer here. No, I. This is my life. I try to get better every day of my life. Okay. Period. I learn from every mistake and I try to make it better the next time. Every time. So. So that's how I feel about it. No, but also uh, we got told that don't, <laughs> don't broach that subject. And that's and fine. You I should thought, know. I, thought as, no, I, I told him that too. But I thought except as, I, I told him how to. No, no, we didn't get that one. Slip it in. No, all we told was we don't do that. So actually, professionals and knowing what big Zeppelin fans, me and Tasty are. Yeah. God damn, we held back. <laughs> yeah, I want to know if he can cover any of his songs. He's got his okay, guitar there. But that's what I asked him to do. Now that part was what I asked. That was fine. We didn't know because I would have gone. You know, I had gone off on a tangent. So nobody go off on a tangent. But I said you you have to address that the man is a plant. Yes. Otherwise, <laughs> we're treating our listeners and like just like he said. Like you said, he should do it. Mention in like in the, at the beginning of a sentence. Yeah, and then move on, and that's yeah. all. Yeah. We, wouldn't, we yeah. wouldn't have to mention anything about it on this side at all. And that's fine. That's how it should have been. It could have been done so many different ways. It it could have been like, I could have slipped up and said something, and then JP could have jumped on it. Doc, don't say that kind of thing because of this and that. No, it could have been so professional. Oh, oops, it wasn't. All right, then I come in here today, and I have two different brewery guests. And it's 4.30 in the afternoon, which is an hour and a half to showtime, if my math is correct. No. Yeah, thank you. Uh, and I don't have to show them. I don't have any information. I don't even know the name of the South African brewer. Or where, by the way. You, I don't know if you knew this, but South Africa is not a city. Yeah, it's a good. <laughs> it's yeah. a no, it's called a country. I, I, I don't know. I, like, I didn't, okay, but the, our, hey, procedure, uh, our procedure here at the Brewing Network, because we are professionals... Is that we have an outline and we know uh, we have a little background. We have a pre-interview. We have this whole thing. And this is why I take this is why (laughs) I'm on vacation, guys. I'm checked out because how often how 
Bevo, how long? Bevo knows this more than anybody because she gets my shit. Bevo has to listen to me and listen to me and listen to me. Every day. She actually, although at least she pretends to be interested. Like, this is probably why she has to hear all of it (laughs) because she, like, pretends to be interested in what I'm saying when I go, I can't go on like this. I can't do this. Like, we're professionals in here and we know these simple things. And then, not only do we know the simple things, like, give me a map. But if I spend the time, like with this Logan Plant interview, where I actually say, here's exactly what I want you to say, and then it doesn't happen, I like, I, I can't, I want to, I got to, I'm out. Oh. I'm leaving. I'm <laughs> fucking out of here. What did I say to be? I told people today, I said, if it's ever 4.30 again. And I don't have an outline of my guests. Like, I don't have a background. Like, Who the fuck are these people? I'm, qu- I, I, I'm not quitting. I will cancel the show. I will cancel that night's show. Because here's what happened. I'm the buffoon who has to sit here and ask dumb questions without any background, right? Well, the questions are better if you have background. But you Thank did, you. You did pretty good. <laughs> well, I um, appreciate that. Okay. But I'm tired of it. Because that's what I've been doing since 2005. Um, um, um. <laughs> <laughs> I think we're doing okay until you come unglued, and then all of a sudden we're not professional anymore. Well, here's the thing. Also, I'm not the, even angry. Like, this isn't one of my normal meltdowns. This is me pointing out when people ask, hey, what's going on? Oh, oh, sorry, you have to have a job. Sorry, you have to work. Like, people make up their own assumptions about why I'm a little, you know, uh, burnt out about the BN. I'm giving you some specific examples right now of what happens. Look, guys, we've been into this for a long time. And I'm telling everybody right now, including our listeners, we're either going to start acting like professionals or we're going to stop doing the program. I mean, what's the right now? We had a great time today and a great show. It's not uh, it's fine. But we did that because I came in and rescued the fucking thing. Well, then what's the point in having staff? I could just have the two of you come in every week, and uh, we just throw a guest at me. I'll just do some fucking... Wing it. Uh, (laughs) What's your name again? Can we do that? Or we could... And and here's where I think our listeners will agree with me, even if they're uncomfortable with this whole rant. Here's where I think they'll agree. And this is where I think you'll hear this rant is different. Or we could excel at our job. We could come in here and treat all of this with respect... And excel at our job. And when I map something out and you say, yes, I will do that, do it. I'm right there with you because you see me map it out. And when it doesn't go according to the map, you flip your shit, I man. Flip my shit. Yeah. It's like, like I, I basically <clears throat> just told you what to do and what to say. Yeah. I didn't say I'd live. Yeah. And now we're in the middle of shit. <laughs> And I'm not flipping my shit right now. I'm just, it bothers me to not be, we're professionals, man. We're good at what we do. And so uh, I'm not going to stick around for it. Or I have to, what do I got to do? I got to clean house? Do I got to? Yeah. I got to. I got to. I got to. I mean, I might have to clean house finally. Ooh, you got to scare some people. You fire, you fire one, the rest are scared. It works out. Trust me. Yeah. All right, let Hi, me... Justin. <laughs> Let's do some feedback, please. I really am not. Can you tell the difference in this rant? I'm actually I'm no. speaking from the heart here about how I feel about the BN. I want us to get on with it. Let's do. Well, let's... well then we have need to have a little meeting, don't we? All right. 
Here we go. Uh, People scared. <laughs> she got the whatever. Uh, Bebo had to hear it earlier already. That's oh, I mean. you got ranted on? No. Oh, not ranted on? Bebo on? No, I didn't. Um, I uh, you I learned. <laughs> we all learned. I just learned something now. Am I a terrible leader, Beaver? Like, when I have to give that feedback, is it, like, the worst? Or do I Because del- I feel like I no, was, like, not at all. You calmingly were... saying, look, this is what we do here. Calm? Right. No, he was very calm. And and, oh, and I'm not going to make an ex- any excuses about tonight's show and what went on about it. But um, I will just say that going forward, whether I'm the one planning the guests or not, Justin's going to have what he needs because... Thank you. Okay. I'm just going to take it upon myself to to take to make sure everything is done, whether it was my responsibility to get it to him or not. That's an attitude of a professional. There you go. Right. This is what I'm asking for. Like last week when I didn't feel like the, the food was done the way it should have been done, the yeah. food was here today. Yeah. Before the show started. Oh, I noticed this. Like, I took oh, man, care that, of it. this shit rolled in it. early. Like, you, need to learn, you need to learn from situations, yeah. and I have learned. So I think the new deal is if you act like a professional, I'll keep showing up. And that's the deal. I'm not just you, Bevo. That is the proverbial you. If you guys don't, I'm not showing up. And I'm canceling shows. And I'm giving money back to the sponsors because I'm not going to take their money for a subpar show. All like, we got to. This is the new deal. It's the new deal. Okay. We've made a new deal. <laughs> All right. Let's do some more feedback. Thank All right, dear you. broadcasters, uh, before I get to the main point, I want to point out that every other week you receive an email from a listener who has won a homebrew award, uh, which is always followed by obligatory applause by the yeah, broadcasters. Yeah, I know that. Yeah. You know, first I was. It's not really obligatory. Actually, we're we're genuinely. No, I, I'm a homebrewer. I've won awards. Right? I, I, yeah, I want to do something. Yeah. I do the same thing at every like award show we ever go to. I'm like, I'm the first one clapping. But I get his point. Uh, uh, And then uh, the listener, uh, you know, lauding the BN for how much they've helped them. So he says, just once. I never get told, by the way. uh, I agree. (laughs) (laughs) He says, just once. I think it would be hilarious uh, and probably horrible at the same time for you to read the listener's email. uh, And and then when they announce that they've won something, the brewcasters break out with booze on the poor, unsuspecting bastard. Maybe you agree. Maybe you don't. All right. Yeah. That would be like more odd than funny. I think. Yeah, it would be odd. Um, Plus, remember remember how long I complained about the Brewing Network Club being booed at, at NHC? For, for well, one? that might be some irony there if we I remember that it. vividly. Do you um, remember how, like, quiet and, like, cheerful it was this year when Quaff won? I do. That was cool. You know what that was? That was a bunch of homebrewers acting like professionals. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. I um, mean, my rant is basically the same, I guess, to those fucking assholes. I mean, the people who uh, boot. Uh, oh, he wrote some other things about you know who you were. people winning and stuff, but whatever. All right. Uh, here we go. Justin really doesn't hate you. <laughs> Actually, if you booed, don't ever come tell me that you booed. No, don't be. Don't come rolling up. I was one of those booers because you know he doesn't know how to punch people, but he'll punch you. (laughs) Not even. No, I won't be. I'm not like. I'm not like physically violent unless I have to be. But no, I would just be more like I'm. I'm, I pretty much smile at everybody, 
But I wouldn't. I'd have no smiles for you. I have no response. Uh, zero smiles. I have zero smiles. None more smiles. None more smiles. Huh? <laughs> Get in out Chechnya, of Chechnya. They don't have smiles. In Chechnya, <laughs> we've never seen smile. Uh, some idiot smiled once in photograph. He was shot. He looked like crazy person. What would you be smiling Nobody about? Nobody knew what he was doing. Of course, they <laughs> shot him. Nobody. Why are you showing all of your shitty teeth? We have no idea. No tooth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Next. <laughs> Uh, okay. Uh, let's see. This listener uh, sent for my iPhone writes in uh, about a live streaming issue. Hey, guys, I've been listening since your inception, and I've been having a problem for several months listening live. Uh, is it my phone or, or, or has something changed? So it sounds like he's talking about the new app. I thought he was talking about inception. Guess what? I fixed the app. Uh, the app has been broken uh, for a little while. Um, unfortunately, the streaming company that we use... Uh, never notifies me when they update our app and every time they update it in itunes um it breaks oh i now have a new rep i've gone and i've yelled at them also about being professionals and uh they fixed our app for us so we have a brand new app even if you have the old one um in fact i thought you had to delete the old one but today i just updated mine um so just update your app it should work if that doesn't work go to the itunes store and search bn mobile and the itunes app is back and it should be working perfectly i tested it before the show and it was working great the android app um, is just waiting for approval or it might be there because Android gives a little bit less communication and I don't have an Android phone to test it. So um, either way, uh, whether in the Google Play Store or iTunes, just search BN Mobile. And uh, I know it works on iTunes. And if it doesn't work yet in on Android, it will soon. Uh, both of our apps have been updated. Uh, my apologies for, for that lapse in service, but everything should be good now. Yay. Yeah. That's unprofessional. <clears throat> it was. It definitely <laughs> was. All right. Lester writes in. Lester? Yeah. <laughs> Your parents suck. <laughs> right? I thought the same thing. I, <laughs> I always like pre read the emails and I'm like, oh, Lester. Dear. Yeah. Your parents did that. But then I, th- I wasn't going to say anything, but well, you, you, you did know, it first. So. Usually he would be less, but less, he, he spells it all the way out. All right, this is about a new brewery in San Francisco. Okay. Oh, he's close? I'm sure Tacey's heard of it. Bear Bottle Brewing? Oh, yeah. All right. So Lester writes in, hey, guys, a longtime listener and one of the folks who's followed their dreams to open up a new craft brewery in San Francisco. We just opened a 20-barrel brew house in a 17,000-square-foot warehouse in the Bernal Heights district uh, neighborhood of San Francisco. Not far from Coffee TV 20, which is where uh, the Brewing Network made its TV um, riches, Emmy award winning show. Th- yeah, thank you. Oh, yeah. Emmy nominated. Emmy nominated. Thank you. Oh, yes. Really? Oh, it's nominated oh, yeah. several oh, man, many times. times. Oh, you wouldn't believe the categories. <laughs> oh, yeah. So many categories. Lifestyle. Writing. Oh, my God. Writing. Or written one. Uh, so well. Director. Best screenplay. Oh, man. Some acting awards. Wow. Or I think considered too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Dun, 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 dun. Do you have an IMDb page? <clears throat> I should, but I don't. <laughs> no. <laughs> Yeah, Bernal Heights. Yeah, I know that place. So, been there. They say we just opened a 20 barrel brew house, um, and um, they're longtime home brewers, BJCP certified judges, and their head brewer, uh, Cortland, is formerly of Drake's and EJ Fair. Um, I like any. Is I've also uh, judged with Nathan Smith several times. <laughs> it was a resume piece. 
<laughs> Judge your name. Uh, all right, here's the important stuff. He says, I want to let you know about something that uh, may be of interest. Uh, one of the key things we do is crowdsource great beers from great homebrewers. This Saturday, we released the three finalist beers for our Mere Woods IPA contest. Uh, we asked San Francisco Homebrew Guild to create an IPA that uh, evocative of the Mere Woods. We got 26 entries, did a BJCP competition, and chose the top three scorers. When we brewed a 20-barrel batch with the finalist homebrewers, uh, so now we're releasing all three at our tap room and uh, letting the public vote on which is best. That sounds fun. Yeah, that's pretty cool. cool. Yeah. Whichever wins gets packaged and distributed, and the winning recipe uh, printed on the bottle and four-pack uh, four carrier. So I don't know where to find out more. He didn't give me where to find out more information. He said, let me know if you have more questions. Um, which uh, We have a lot of them. Yeah, mostly just where can people go uh, find out uh, because... Well, their website would be... Uh would have events, I assume. Uh, All right. So look up Bear Bottle Brewing over, you know, you can do that on Google or if JP was Whatever here on, on Bing. Yeah. Um, go check it out because, yeah, I want to know when we go get to vote on the four finalists. I want to be a voter, yeah. That's pretty cool, right? Absolutely. I love breweries that incorporate um, homebrew. Did I tell you, Tasty, the, you know, the brewery that we had our 11th anniversary party at? Yeah. In um, incubator brewery right in there. Baltimore, mm-hmm. so they did a, a collaboration beer with a home brewer, yeah. and he gets a cut. No, and they gave him the check that night. Remember? The oh, show? they did right. Yeah. They gave him a check for a thousand dollars. A thousand bucks. Like his first like royalty check. Righteous bucks. Isn't that cool? Very cool. When I went on my site visit, they were telling me about that and just saying, "Hey, yeah, like we do these collaboration beers, but we thought, I mean, we're bringing the guy in. It's his recipe. We want to cut yeah. him, a ch- and he's getting paid for all How of about that. Yeah. I thought that was pretty sweet. It's not a bunch uh, of money, but there's got to be some California law against that, though, right? No, nah, probably. Probably but like really, the check is secondary to me the, to, to the claim, to the the fame or the uh, yeah. especially if you're trying to like advance uh, a brand. His, that's his, true, like, but it's like, respectful. Yes, very respectful. Uh, he was very good pretty good. Yeah, that was, everybody in the room cheered on that. One. Yeah, yeah, that, that was really good. Because you're right, like no homer's going to get rich off that, and it is secondary. But I do think it's a respectful thing to do because yeah. there's a lot of marketing involved when you bring a home brewer on. Yeah. Obviously, there's the product itself when you bring the home brewer on. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, I saw it as a nice thing to do. Uh, Very much so. I've had the uh, uh, Cortland, the brewer there, is doing a great job. I had uh, four of his beers he was pouring at the Sierra Nevada uh, Beer Camp uh, Festival uh, down at Pier 35 a few weeks ago. Oh, really? They were all excellent beers. Okay. Nice. One thing I very much noticed. Well, we're going to have to go down there and, and make a little trip. Yeah. Go on our way to South Africa. Well, when those three bureaus on, we'll make a little uh, voting trip. Sounds like a deal. All right. Hey, so, you know, I mentioned our Hop Grenade anniversary party, right? August 7th? So, Faction is brewing us an anniversary beer. Oh, <laughs> sweet. Nice. You know, I'm such a dummy usually. Like, I never reach out to people for this stuff. But we were thinking about it this time, and I thought, you know, I'm going to call Roger. Like, how cool would it be if Roger brewed us a beer? So I call him up, you know, short notice and all. And uh, and he's doing it. So he's brewing the beer on Friday, Tasty. Okay. 
So we don't have any say in the beer anymore. I gave him carte blanche. I just said, you know, brew us a beer. It, you know, That's pretty much what happens. There. Well, well, I didn't call that with well, him. He asked to. me. He was going to let me, but I said, dude, I just want you to brew a beer. Yeah, I want to fuck up a beer. Yeah, he's, <laughs> exactly. he's the best. Well, what do you want? Uh, he huh? did ask what I Of course, what you know what I asked. I asked for a pale ale. But I said, you don't have to do that. But I said, look, because we could call it hop grenade something, so it should probably be like something hoppy. Hop forward or something. Yeah. But I also then, so I don't even know what he's brewing. But what I'm telling you is if you want to come by yeah, on, I'll go down on, there Friday. on sure. Friday. So I, I don't know the time yet, but it's going to be like midday because he's doing a double batch that day. He's doing something oh. else in the morning. Oh, yeah. oh. Then he's doing hot grenade beer. Some of our staff, I think, is going to go down and brew with him. I'm going to try to make it there cool. after I pick up my nephew from gender camp. Um, <laughs> and then... Gender altercation. <laughs> All gender camp. He can have a different st- step when he comes out of That's there. fine. I, I'll be happy for him. I just felt that it should happen with his parents. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he might not even like not, beer anymore. Not Moonbeam and and Bunny Ranch or whatever their fucking name. I don't know. They they all the camp. Like even when you walk in, you just mix genres real hard. No, but I'm not even exaggerating. When you walk in, all the counselors, of course, have like a name. Like I think like Gummy Bear was the first one we met, and then it was like Bubble Booze. I don't know. They all had weird names. Anyhow, you get the idea. I'm going to pick up the kid from gender camp, yeah, and, we'll see you and, down then, there. and then I'm going to bring him to the brewery, yeah. <laughs> where we're going to brew some beer with Faction for Hop Grenade's second uh, anniversary. Excellent. I thought that'd be fun. Would be fun. All right. Uh, last thing before we go, don't forget about uh, Adam and Eve. You can go to adamandeve.com right now, and um, I don't know. I think they're still giving away the. Uh, can we order stuff? The special, yeah, yeah, the gift for him and her. The uh, uh, what's it, what is that gift there? Well, the, let's just do. It. You get fifty percent off with a, uh, a vibrator on it or something. Oh, I think it's just it's too special to even it's talk the, about it's here. The no, no, I think they, they. I don't use that word. It's a clit bumper. Sure. Yeah, it's that one. Fifty uh, percent off, three free adult DVDs, a free exclusive gift, which I just mentioned. Um, oh wait, no, you Fun get that plug. free gift, and then to top it all off, a nut. Oh, wait, no, the free gifts and then free shipping. Um, so the whole thing is use coupon code BNARMY. That's B-N-A-R-M-Y at yep. checkout. You get all this stuff, free shipping, the 50% off, the whole deal. And then you, you don't have to go to the creepy store down the road. No. Which, who we all know to? where it is. Yeah, I, I mean, really, it's <laughs> really, I know where it it's is. really close to my house. Uh, but, but who wants to go in there? It's so weird because then you're like buying the thing and you're like, yeah, I'm into this. Are okay, they judging stop. me? Are they judging yeah, me? Stop yeah. looking at me. Don't look at me. I know. So, yeah, go yeah, look at, like, yeah, whatever. Look what you're holding. He's got like a tent going on in his pants. What's that about? <laughs> yeah, it's so weird. It's, it's weird. Always, it's always awkward. Yeah. So who, I just feel so like, dirty when you go in there. You do. I don't I feel don't so like dirty. Parking. When... You know, there's like there's like a Marine West uh, near ours, right? Yeah. So I always like, or actually, there's a Harbor Freight too. Yeah, I'll, I'll go like park at the Get Harbor tools, Freight, Harbor yeah. Freight yeah. <laughs> and then I'll walk over to the. Yeah. I'm not going to park in front of the thing. Uh, oh yeah. Okay, that was a long time ago. Now I just go to adamneve.com. Oh, it's yeah. so much easier. Yeah, they're not judgy. Right. No, no. It's yeah. There's not like a little <laughs> bot that like jumps up on your screen and goes, "Hey, don't be into that." Uh, no, you, you can do whatever you want over at adamneve.com. Use coupon code BNARMY. You know, tomorrow's sort of a holiday of sorts. What is it? It's uh, Amazon Prime Day. Yes, it is. Oh. And if everybody uh, clicks through the BN website, 
Yeah. For Amazon Prime and you know orders all those special really low priced something. items. Order something. We'll have like a uh, BN uh, day that for sure. Well, that's a good call. Yeah. That's being professional. That yeah. is being a professional. Thanks for bringing that up, Tacey. Sure. It's a good point. Just hit the Amazon link right there on our homepage. You can do it in the UK and the US. Uh, you used to be able to do it in Canada, but I think the South Canadians Africa? failed it. Uh, no, not in South Africa yet. I'll look into it. Um, great idea. That's a great way to support us. Are we done, Bevo? Have I finished all of our obligations? You have completed your tasks. Let me see. Let me look at the library. You don't trust her? Um, I gave him the list, so he's still trusting me by looking at the list. It's true. It's true. <laughs> if you fuck that list. All right. We're going to get out it's of on, here. It's on point. I want to thank uh, King Harbor uh, Brewing Company for hanging out with us tonight yeah, those guys and great, yeah. bringing us great beer. Adam Carolla for joining the program. Uh, uh, nice to speak with him as well. Always. Did a good job on the beer. And then, of course, we'd like to thank Mark uh, over at Riot Beer in Cape Town, South Africa. Oh, so much. Because we're going there. So oh, going there. It's only six months away. Uh, we're headed there. Know it's summer somewhere. Yeah, always. Yes. Uh, maybe we'll go to Maui and then do a little uh, a little, little hook around. around. Uh, what shit. about cousin Latka? Oh, Latka! Uh, she'll be lucky to get out of Chechnya alive. But if she does, we she take her. To South- She's swimming to South Africa right now. Is what Bebo's saying. Uh, all right. So uh, thanks to our guest. It was wonderful to speak with you. We'll see you next week, uh, where we have. Let me see. Let me see another uh, international brewery from Norway, Oostman Brewing Company. Oostman, Oostman, or Oostman. Or something. Uh, we'll speak to them next week. So, yeah, we're, we we picked uh, our nation's Independence Month to go uh, nationwide. See you later. Bye.